Alright, welcome everybody to the next episode of the RF Generation Collector Cast. Why do I always say next episode? This episode! Current. Welcome to this episode, not the <laughs> this next one. one. Doesn't even make any sense. Anyway, I am your wonderful host, Chris, otherwise known as Duke Togo, <laughs> and joining me as usual, although he's been gone recently due to crazy schedules and a new child, Bill. Welcome back, Bill. Hey, thanks. Great to be here. I am glad to be speaking to you again post-RWX. Yeah, no, it was great seeing everyone. I really was upset that I uh, missed the uh, uh, the talk with uh, Krabby and yourself, but I got to hear a lot of cool stories that I actually hadn't uh, had the chance to hear uh, in person uh, and at the show, so uh, it was it was a good listen. You guys did a good job. I think we're going to kind of have come back next time I can, we can get Krabby together because I did have some requests for maybe talking about how to put on a show like that. So um, that'll give you a chance to talk about your story as well. So I think we'll bring that back yeah. when we can do yeah, that in the be future. Um, and speaking of Krabby, he's not here. <laughs> uh, it's what, like some hockey thing or something to do? Yeah, what was that? It's, that was a weird thing. So he, he shot us, uh, uh, we have like a group chat uh, thing going between some of us on the site, and he shot a picture over of an <laughs> NHL uh, 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 arcade game that he was like working on and got uh, got working today. And he said, yeah, he got invited to an, a hockey game, and he thought it would be an appropriate thing to bring. So only Krabby gets invited somewhere and says, let me bring an arcade machine that fits the occasion. <laughs> it's like some people bring wine. Krabby brings yeah. an arcade machine. It all Here works. I brought some bread. Here's Open Ice Challenge. <laughs> I don't like hockey, so I'm not going to actually watch the game, but I will bring my own arcade machine to play while the game's going on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And that other voice you hear is, is our very own single banana. Rich, you're back. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. I am honored slightly. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if that, 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 is, the, that, that is the correct reaction to being asked on this show. <laughs> I collect collect uh, a what? In, oh, in, sure. Initial joy and then confusion? Exactly. Maybe a little remorse after we're done. <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but guys, we have a lot to get into, so we're not going to spend too terribly much time, uh, you know, goofing off here. We've we've got uh, we've got a lot of show to talk about. We're going to get into, of course, questions. Last time uh, when we did the show, we told you that hey, if you send us questions and we reach question on the show, um, you're going to be eligible for some codes. We're doing some code giveaways. Uh, we've got some Xbox codes. We've got some Steam codes, and nobody followed my directions. <laughs> and the question didn't tell me what kind of code you wanted. So what I will be doing is I will reach out to you folks and I will ask you uh, what code for what system do you want? And I will send you a code. So be watching out for some messages from me. So thanks very much. And, you know, I always say thanks to our listeners. I've decided, guys, I've, I'm going to make I made an executive decision. Hopefully you'll you'll be OK with this. I am no longer going to refer to the people that enjoy our show as listeners. <laughs> oh, okay. I am now going to refer to them as friends. Oh, yeah. That's I think sweet. that's really much more it. I don't. I don't <laughs> like that term, listeners. It's almost like you have no interaction to us. You're right. just this outside force that we don't have any connection to. Well, it's like no, uh, that's not uh, it. Well, it's like in retail. Uh, uh, I worked in retail for many years, and a lot of places, you know, originally everyone was a customer. Oh, yeah. this person is a customer, and then you know, a f- you know, a few years ago. 
they started kind of realizing that sounds kind of impersonal. Like these people are guests in our store. Oh, they're guests now. They're not customers. <laughs> I love it. I've got a guest that it. needs assistance near the televisions. <laughs> <laughs> what will be the new buzzword after guest sounds impersonal? Uh, that's well. We, I think we have too many questions already. If, if, <laughs> if you want to submit that, you can submit it <laughs> to the Collector Cast uh, Facebook or Twitter page. Absolutely. Um, so again, I'll be reaching out to you. And Rich, since you're a guest, you're going to have to help yes. answer some questions. So, oh. uh oh. Before right. I want to do that, I though, do my best. Yeah, I want to give uh, Rich. I want to give you an opportunity because some people may not know that you're involved in another show, right? All right, all right, right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Um, yep, um, I am involved in the RF Generation Playcast. Um, Ooh, <laughs> we're another show, and um, on RF Generation, what we do is we run playthroughs during the month, each and every month, uh, usually with a retro and a modern game, and. Uh, we kind of get together at the end of it, the host, and talk about the game and sort of flush it out and uh, have a lot of fun. And so if you're interested in games and playing games and you've played the games we have uh, played, there will be spoilers, but please listen. We we love it. We have fun with it. And um, I also um, want to mention that uh, this December on Arc Generation, we're doing a run and gun competition. So we'd like to have anyone listener. Uh, any of you, I'm sorry, friends, <laughs> friends of the show, Thank friends you. of the show, please uh, join us at RF Generation. You can sign up for free. We're playing for a sweet trophy and um, playing uh, Contra, Rolling Thunder 2 and um, Metal Slug 3. So it should be a good time. But uh, yeah, please listen to our show. Um, again, it's RF Generation uh, Playcast and you can find us on uh, Podbean by just typing in Playcast, and we're also on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and um, I think that's about it. So thanks. Cool. Thanks yeah. for letting me plug it. Appreciate yeah, it. I'm, I'm really excited about uh, December. I've actually got big plans, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Rustley Man uh, and myself. Uh, oh, I've awesome. got I've got the uh, PlayChoice 10, and I've got the Contra cart. So uh, <laughs> Russ wow, is going nice. to make a trip over here. We're going to set up uh, like his little GoPro. Uh, and we're yeah. gonna and we're gonna film the whole playthrough. We're gonna throw it on his YouTube uh, so you guys can see how bad we are at Contra and how <laughs> awesome. long it takes us to get through it with five guys. <laughs> well, you know, um, I'm I'm really excited about this month, and I've even like contacted the guys at Cartridge Club and trying to do like a little friendly uh, competition with those guys, and you know, trying to get them to come and play with us. And I think um, I actually think Buried on Mars might be playing with us. So I hope you guys from the Collector Cast will join in too. So uh, should be fun. Yeah, for sure. Hey everybody, you know all about our sponsor, Off the Charts Video Games. We talk about them all the time. Um, you can find them at otcvideogames.com or OTC Video Games on social media like Twitter and Facebook. I really encourage you to follow them so you can get an update on all their products. Remember that you can always use our discount code COLLECTORCAST to save 5% on your purchases. But I want to tell you about a couple new things that are going on with OTC Video Games. As usual, you can still buy the great products that they've been selling. So used games, individual boxes, manuals. You see pictures of the actual items that you're buying, not just some generic stock photos. 
buying from them. If you buy over $50 worth of product in the U.S., they're going to give you free shipping. Um, they also buy used games and consoles. You can get with them. You can turn that into store credit or cash. Um, if you sell them more than $100 worth of items, they're going to give you free shipping of the stuff to their store. So it's a great deal. Uh, they've opened a brand new store in the Culpsville, Pennsylvania area. So if you're out that direction, I really encourage you to stop by their store, take a look, tell them that the guys from the Collector Cast sent you over. I also want to mention something new. They're, they've got a nice new clothing line that's available through their website. So kind of cool video game related apparel. And the big thing is their, their new reward system. So the rewards are really pretty cool. You can earn these um, doing a variety of things for store credit. One big thing you can do is you can refer your friends. Uh, there's no purchase required to sign up to get an account. So you can sign up for account. Just for signing up, you're going to get some points. Um, you can accrue those points towards your credit. And if you make a referral, your friend will get 5% off their first purchase, and you're going to get 500 points, which is redeemable for $5 in that store credit. So again, keep that in mind. No purchase necessary. Refer your friends. It's going to help you get some free store credit. So again, just a quick reminder, you can find them at otcvideogames.com or on social media, OTC Video Games, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. These guys do great work. I really recommend that you check them out. And don't forget our coupon code COLLECTORCAST. All right, guys, so let's get into these questions that we've got here. We've got a few to go through. We're going to start with questions from Facebook. Now, this one's a little long, but uh, it's from Thomas Blaine. And Thomas asks, is there any childhood games that you have never been able to pin down a name to and rediscover <laughs> due to only remembering the gameplay? <laughs> an example would be a friend of uh, and me spoke. It would be a friend and I. Thomas, he's my friend. Thomas is my friend, so I can friend. say that. So you correct his grammar. Of the show. <laughs> wow, you guys must be close. So, so an example would be uh, a friend and I, or a friend and Thomas, uh, spoke of a game and the gameplay for nearly ten years until we were discovered for the game was a PS One called Street Racer. I remember that game. Mm -hmm. uh, our memory specific was the battle mode in it. So when describing it to people, most people were stumped. So you remember the gameplay, you got it in your head, but mm -hmm. that the name is never going to come to you. Yep. Bill, do you have any of those? I do, 100%. Um, it, uh, uh, it hasn't happened a ton because I, I, I've always been interested in games. So like when a game was good... I was always like, well, what is this? I have to have this. And I would, you know, write it down or tell my mom, mom, I want Metroid or mom, I want Mario Brothers or whatever. But there was a game, there was an arcade game that I was playing in, uh, uh, Ocean City, Maryland. We used to go down, uh, mm -hmm. once a year. And I forget what year it was, but I was probably like, you know, like six or seven years old. So it was like late eighties. And there was this arcade machine that I, I played a ton of when I was down there. And, you know, years went by, and then I, I was trying to remember back, like, oh, what was the name of that game? And there was no way I was going to remember the name. So I went on RF Generation, and uh, I, you know, I just made a thread, like, hey, can someone help me figure out the name of this uh, arcade game? And I remembered the graphics as being extremely realistic, like, like photorealistic. And was I it remember. No. no. <laughs> so. Were there ghosts, Bill? Yeah. <laughs> Blinky? 
so it was, I remember it being so, so realistic. And I remember it being kind of like in a dungeon. Um, and mm-hmm. like it was, it was side scrolling. It was left to right. And you would come up on like, you know, like a, a fighter. And it was like, you know, sword and shield combat. And I remembered like pieces of your armor being knocked off and you knocking off pieces of the other guy's armor and like high attacks and low attacks and stuff. But I really couldn't remember much more beyond that. Oh, uh, no. Can you guys name the game? No, I seem to remember that, though. Like, yeah, like no. a game where armor would fly off. Yeah, because I, I made this thread in RF Generation, and like an hour later, we had the answer. Of course. That's what we do there. Exactly. So They're the it, pros. It was a game uh, called Gladiator. Gladiator. I know. I don't know. And wow. I don't know if it's a popular game or not a popular game, but uh, uh, now that I huh. have the name of it, um, and I have my main cabinet over here. Uh, it's something that's uh, been added to my favorites, and now I can play it. So uh, it didn't happen a ton, but when it, when you said that question, it just rang that bell of like that you know that arcade story had happened to me. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm curious now that you've gone back and played it. Uh, <laughs> what do you think now? The graphics are not photorealistic. <laughs> <laughs> so, a little disappointing, one of maybe. The, one of the things that Kravi had said uh, uh, once we kind of like were chatting about this in the thread, he was like, you know, uh, it's it's amazing how much your uh, like your memory of a game will be painted, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just by mm-hmm. you know your your idea of the experience you had with it, and then when you actually uh-huh. go back and see it, it's like, oh wow. It's, I mean, like the, the, the basics of what I was remembering was still there, but now that I look at it, I'm like, yeah, that's the game. But like, I remember it being like <laughs> perfect and, you know, like intense. And like, I was, I was scared playing it because the, the environment looks so scary. And now I look at it and it's like, it looks like every other game. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, rose color glasses. Yeah. 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 Uh, how about you, Rich? Uh, yeah. Um, I had a buddy that I, I grew up with, um, and uh, growing up, one of his first uh, systems, um, it was a it was a PC, and so he did a lot. Of, we did a lot of old PC gaming, and I believe he had an Apple. Um, I can't remember, um, you know, what it was. It's been so long ago, but um, he had this um, one um, disc because it was a black floppy disc um, <laughs> of this game, and I never could remember the name of it. Um, and um, it was this game where you, um, you had these uh, two opposing guys with swords, and you would um, you would swing them at each other. And, and the one thing that I could really remember about the game was that you would basically um, you could um, swing around and cut a guy's head off. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it, you had like a life bar, but you could like do this sort of like spinning attack where you would spin around and if and if you hit the guy at the right time you would lop his head off like no matter like where the life bar was and you would win the match and I, then this little goblin would come out and like kick the head around like a football and and drag him off the screen did so they was, make time killers for apple too back in the- <laughs> I don't think so <laughs> But uh, for years, I could I could not. Um, well, I, I'd kind of you know stored this game in the back of my memory for so long, and it just it, I was thinking back, and um, I was like, oh, man, that was such a cool game, you know. And I, I finally figured out what it was, you know. I mean, thank goodness for Google. You can just type in um, guys with swords, goblin kicking head across, the screen. <laughs> and 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 you know you can find out what it what it was. Do, do any of you know what game this was? No. Any guesses? No. Doesn't no sit, doesn't ring a bell. 
Um, you should check it out. It's a game called Barbarian, is what the name it was. It, yeah, uh, they stayed up all names. night thinking of that title, like yeah, much like right. Gladiators. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, yeah, it's it's a really like neat like early game, and um, you know just being so sort of ultra violent for that uh, you know early of a you know of a game. Um, I guess it sort of appealed to us <laughs> as we played it, but it was just it was a lot of fun. I can see how that would uh, would appeal to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Is that uh, a banana the... joke? <laughs> oh, oh no, I didn't really you know, okay. make that make that pun. Um, <laughs> like I couldn't see if you were winking or not. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, the one and that how stands about out, you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for asking, Rich. Uh, I was ready the for the that... next question. <laughs> <laughs> the one that stands out to me, and I still don't know to this day. Uh, there was a an arcade machine. It was like a cocktail arcade machine, and it was Mr. at the Duke. laundromat. Um, not it wasn't Pac Man, and Ooh. but it was like a Pac Man clone because there were so many of those. You remember, like you know maze games where you're chasing things around and things are trying to get you. And what it was is basically like cops and robbers. Like you were uh, a robber, um, not like a, maybe like a robber car or something. And there were police cars that were coming after you. And, and really the game itself was not great. Uh, it's pretty standard stuff, you know, very much a Pac-Man ripoff. But what was so cool was that there was like a, a tape recording in the game that would loop. And so you'd hear... Uh, like these, like messages from like cops over the radio, like, oh, he's turned left on fifth street or, you know, and, you know, going on and, and you get the power up and then suddenly, oh, you know, they play something about, you know, he's, he's on the run or, you know, but it would have like all these voice recordings, uh, that came out of the game as you played through it that were very, very loosely tied to gameplay so i'm gonna it was like probably just two tracks right one for when you're powered up and the other for just the gameplay um but we used to i used to play that all the time at the laundromat i have no clue even to this day what on earth that thing is called so if anyone knows by chance to let me know i've, I've never really taken the time to try because there's probably a lot of pac-man clones yeah. Back in the day. That game sounds familiar. When when the police would hit your car, would your car kind of like spin around like in a circle? Do, do you remember? I something do like that? not remember. I want hmm. to re- say it kind of exploded almost like a fireworks oh, shower. Okay. Okay. But I, I don't know. Huh. Um, and the only one thing game like that I keeps popping on his lock and chase, but it's not lock and chase. Um, well, there's, there's a game on the Atari called Bank Heist. Um, somewhat similar to that, where you where you ride around and pick up stuff. Maybe there was an arcade version of that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there so. was. Yeah, maybe, maybe look, I'll look that up. Bank Heist. Check that okay. out. Okay. Yeah, I'll take it's, a look at it. Yeah, it's a, a it's a twenty six hundred game. It's a twentieth century Fox put it out, but you know there may have been a port. So yeah, lots of ports on mm-hmm. the twenty six hundred, right? So thanks, Thomas Blaine. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, Chris Armanson. I hope I'm saying that right. My eyes are a little blurry right now. It's been a very long day. So let me try that again. Chris Arneson. He <laughs> asks a very simple yet poignant question that everyone needs to come to grips with in life. And there's really only one good answer. Yep. Aladdin. Genesis or Super Nintendo Entertainment System? I'm going to start with you, Rich. What's mm. the right answer? Well, I've only played one of them, so 
Um, the only one I've played, to be honest, is the Super Nintendo. And I really, really uh, enjoyed it. I'm sorry, Rich. You <laughs> gave the wrong <laughs> answer. Bill, can you tell the folks what the right answer is? I don't even want to dignify this with a response. <laughs> That's right. Because Bill knows. it's not even a question. Bill I don't, even, knows. I don't even think they're the same game, right? They're not. So, yeah, the only one, uh, the first one I played was the Genesis version because OVS. So, uh, uh, and then years later, I was at someone's house and I saw they had this Super Nintendo lab and I popped it in and it was like, what's happening? <laughs> I thought I put Aladdin in the thing here. So uh, I couldn't remember if this or Lion King was the one that was different on the, on the two systems. But, uh, I mean, those Virgin uh, Interactive Disney games, the 16-bit games, there was a lot of really good ones. Um, Aladdin's mm-hmm. probably my favorite. Um, but, yeah, like Genesis uh, is the only version of the game you need. Yeah, I think um, that game was done by Shiny, who did Earthworm Jim later, which also, best version on the Genesis. Thank you very much. Not the Sega CD? I never played the Sega CD version, so it could be. <laughs> yeah, if you can handle the load times, uh, uh, it's it's pretty nice. Okay. All right, I'll take that. So I don't even need to answer this question. Bill's right. <laughs> Bill's right. So And, and now uh, and now, whoever has a single banana for Secret Santa, have <laughs> one more cart needs to go in that package. <laughs> Maybe a I, lump of coal to go I with I think it. by not answering the question, you still answered the question. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I can tell you is, Rich, go get Aladdin on the Genesis. All right, I'll yeah. check that out. I, I've, I've seen a couple box copies around for yeah. fairly cheap, so yeah, I'll check that out. Because I, I did enjoy the Super um, quite a bit, so um, yeah, it should be great. Yep. Fantastic. Next question, man. <laughs> great name. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best. Uh, the first name is easy. I love it, Tiberius, which yep. is uh, Captain Kirk's middle name. Fantastic. Uh, what do you think, though? Katienis? Uh, I, was I think that's better than do, I could do. Yeah, yeah I was just going to do Katienis, because, like, Star Wars. Cantina. <laughs> Katienis is what I'm going to go with. I, I think I'm not he, sure. I think he misspelled Cantina, and he's a Star Wars fan. <laughs> but Tiberius, yes. which I love that name. Fantastic. It's great. Thoughts on original Pokemon coming to 3DS with the wireless transferring? Oh, that's one whole question? One, I think it's one question. Okay. Okay. All right, so let's start with that one. Um, uh, it's really a shame that Krabby isn't here. I know, um, really. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and say uh, I have nothing against all of you pokey people out there. I am not one of you. Mm-hmm. I've never played a Pokemon game mm-hmm. for more than like 10 minutes. And I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> as, as, um, as Patrick Swayze said to Demi Moore and Ghost, ditto. <laughs> uh, all I can say is Pika. <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I, I shouldn't say ten minute. Like I, I never got it. Like years ago with like blue and yellow, whatever the first few were that came out. I never got into it then. Pax East, like three or four years ago, somebody was like, you know, Pokemon has to be played like you know, like with other people, like fighting other people and like trading and all that other stuff. They're like, why don't you just grab like whatever it was, like black or silver or whatever like one of the the newer ones was so i actually bought like a new pokemon like three years ago and probably put like two or three hours into it and i just didn't get it so i was like i'm gonna get out while i still can yeah 
I think it's just you had to be there sort of thing, and then, you know, yeah. it was a big deal. It was just a, a probably a seminal moment for people of a certain age, and I was in my 20s, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, Same when here. Pokemon was a thing, so I right. just never played it. My brother uh, was really into it, and yeah. we're, we're like too. 13 years apart, and like, I, I was in my 20s, and I couldn't stand anything my brother was into because <laughs> he was my younger brother, right? That's how you, that's just right. how you treat your brother. Stupid Tamagotchi. Sure. It, it, so yeah, but my kids are watching it on TV now. So you know, they'll, they'll you know, be. That, that. I was Which curious cool. about that because uh, uh, you guys mentioning uh, 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 you know kind of having to be there, which I kind of agree with that. But I'm wondering, like kids who are just getting into gaming now, can you get right into Pokemon right now, or do you kind of have to have some history with it to be interested in it? No, no. Um, there there are kids at my daughter's school. My daughter comes home with um, uh, Pokemon cards that. Uh, that kids have given her, you know, they, they, they still collect the cards and everything. So I, I think there's still kids doing it. And of course it's boys giving her cards. So I'm not happy about that. You know, <laughs> she's seven, but um, you know, she comes home with them. So I think there, there is still a, a, a huge market for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really, that's a crabby question. Maybe uh, yeah. crabby wants to chime in or Sorry, I mean, Tiberius. You know, later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I apologize. Wrong. I just don't know anything about that. Yeah. Wrong month to ask that question. So maybe if crabby is, is uh, feels really passionate about that, the next yeah. time he's on, he can, yeah. he can circle back to Table that one. Table that question yeah. to when he's on. There but we do have a couple other good questions from Tiberius. Yes, yeah. I think do. this is basically like one big, long other question. So, um, why Super Nintendo and Genesis games aren't on the 3DS Virtual Console service, even though it's it's pretty well known that it can handle them, and mm-hmm. they know that through some emulation, as he points out, mm-hmm. uh, with using the R4 card on the original DS. So obviously the horsepower is there to some mm-hmm. degree. Uh, mm-hmm. He really just wants to know, uh, do you think they don't want to invest in this because uh, something to do with the NX? So, Bill, what do you think? Is is it just the 3DS is too long in the tooth? It's time to look forward to the next thing? or uh, I don't even know if it's so much that. It's a good question. I don't even know if it's so much that. Um, it's. I know it's it's apples and oranges, but it's kind of like with... Uh, with Square and Final Fantasy VII. Like, for years, everybody's like, you gotta do a Final Fantasy VII remake. And fi- and Square is kind of like, we want to do new stuff. Like, we want to move forward. We don't want to keep going backward, even though, like, you know, they vis- revisit those characters mm-hmm. and make sequels and stuff like that. So, like, I kind of feel like it's a, it's a similar thing. Like, when the Wii first came out, the virtual console was a big deal. Every week, you'd have new games that were coming out. And I remember, like, checking wikipedia like every like tuesday or whatever the day was that they announced the new games for that week and uh like you know buying uh uh you know my my favorite games just to have them on the home screen of the wii there um which is why i was you know went through the whole ridiculous process of transferring wii purchases to the wii u uh (laughs) on my new system which like is 34 steps and then you lose it on the original system it's like oh i can't just leave this in the basement anymore but like uh, anyway, uh, tangent. Uh, I think it just comes down to. I mean, these games cost five bucks. What is it like five or eight dollars on uh, uh, you know for some of these virtual uh, console games? And you know they got to pay licensing if it was you know games that they didn't own. And like then there's then there's store. You know, I, I just I just feel like it's a lot of effort to go through for not really a whole lot of game. Like, what can you do on this awesome machine? Oh, you can play games from 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I, I don't, 
it doesn't say to me like, oh, well, this, they're holding it for the NX. Like, I feel like the NX is going to try to get further away from this stuff and closer to something like NES Remix. I think they'd yeah. be more interested in doing like Super Nintendo Genesis Remix than just re-releasing old games for five bucks. Yeah, yeah, and and to me, you know, as we've seen with the um, you know, the 3DS and um. Um, the DS, I mean, those systems are more sort of marketed at younger kids now, a lot, a lot of those are. I, I kind of feel like, I mean, I always see younger kids with them and, um, you know, playing them all the time. And I just kind of feel like, um, I, I don't know if kids that young really want to dig into like Super Nintendo or Genesis stuff. It seems like, you know, when you, when you start really digging into like classic games is when you, you know, sort of get into college and, and things like that. You become interested in more sort of retro stuff, it seems like. So I, I don't know if the market's quite there for, for some games, you know, for, for some really popular titles, possibly so, you know. That's a really, uh, that's a really good point. Just, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, the people who want the retro games are the people in like the 30s mm-hmm. and the 40s and the 50s. Sure. And, that's, you know, the vast majority of people walking around with that system is not mm-hmm. that person. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I can look at it a couple different ways. I mean, you can definitely see kind of like what you're talking about, Bill, that Nintendo has backed away a little bit from Virtual Console. If you look at the difference between what's available on Wii Virtual Console versus Wii U Virtual Console, it's a joke. Mm-hmm. A pathetic joke on top of that. On Wii, you had even like Turbo Graphics, you had Neo Geo, you had all Commodore 64 mm-hmm. on on that. And, you know, Wii U, I mean, obviously the Wii U is not a great success, but uh, yeah, they've kind of pulled back from some of that. Although, honestly, my feeling about it is it's kind of like when you go to see like the band that you love those hits from back in the day and they just want to play their new crap that you don't know. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I kind of feel like that. I'm like, really, like I, d- I do like the old stuff. So and, and for me, this year it was Boston. Awful show. <laughs> awful show. <laughs> yeah, you're really, like, it wasn't good. No, it was awful, man. It was really play smoking. That's what you're doing yeah. the whole time, right? Did it was they just bad. play? Was it because they didn't play very well, or they just played stuff you didn't like? Well, the um, like the main guy that that does the band now, you know, they have a new lead singer, but I, I don't want to get into this too much. This is a game cast, but um, he he has like a very he's like a very much a, a huge environmentalist now, and so there was all of this like these like whales and stuff like space. You know, Boston's like a space theme, and there's like sp- there's whales in the background what? like swimming in the ocean. It's weird. It's like hard rock. It, it was just space what? whales, man. It was crazy. No, no spaceship guitars, just whales. <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad, and they were just playing. They just wanted to play their new stuff. They didn't cater to the crowd. I mean, know who you are, know your audience. You know, please yeah. the people that spend money. You know, yeah. You know, if you're not, your not going to do sun, it, you know, just don't call yourself Boston anymore. That's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. Call yourself. Call yourself uh, New Boston. Doesn't play the hits. <laughs> or or Boston NX. How's that? <laughs> or just the Commonwealth. <laughs> Tea party. No, you can't uh, do that. All right. Um, <laughs> up next, Chris Roberts. Now, I want to say Chris Roberts from the Narc Podcast is a pro contra player. So like, I know he's like, listening. Like, well, you know yeah. what? Chris Roberts, come get some this December. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying because, buddy, I can play some contra. Uh, let me tell you, a guy can beat it one man. Oh, I can too. I can, okay. be, I can, I've, I've I can been through it five times with one man. 
without dying. <laughs> oh, it's on now. I can be Contra, it. where every shot that I fire from what? my gun hits the intended target. No wasted bullets. <laughs> what, Chris uh, Roberts? What? So, December, I want to see it, right? Yeah, I want to see it. Bring it. Bring your I'm going to have to get really good at video editing to prove this. <laughs> task. Just find a little task video. and yeah. That's me. No, I did that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be in GIF form, just so everyone knows. <laughs> uh, but Chris wants to know, what or who inspired you guys to do a podcast? So I'm sure we probably have our own individual sort of inspiration. So, um... Rich, you're the guest, and you have another podcast, so what inspired you? I do. Besides well, us. Um, <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> no. Nah. Somebody's got an inflated ego. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, for for me, it was, um, we, we were already doing the, um, um, we were already doing the playthroughs. You know, we had been doing those for several months, probably at least a year, if not more. And, um... I always felt like I I would always post something like after the game was over, let's discuss this, let's talk about this on the forums, and no one would really talk about it, and I, and I always felt kind of empty. Um, my background is sort of in like literature, and so I, I always like to discuss you know uh, texts and and things of that nature. So to me, it was um, I was just sort of really in- inspired by other people who enjoyed the games and wanted to talk about them and really you know just kind of break them down in depth. Um, and so that's sort of what really uh, kind of fueled me to do uh, the podcast that we do. Um, that's it. Cool. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Bill? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bill, um, I was so, asked. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, no, I actually, uh, uh, I, I loved the collector cast before yeah. I was on it. And uh, I, I think that I reached out to, uh, to Duke and or Krabby, who we, we'd already done a few trades. I was, I was fairly new to the site, and I'd, I'd already done uh, a few trades with both of them. And uh, I think I might have reached out and been like, "Hey, if you guys ever wanted to, you know, like, uh, you know, do like, an, like, you know, if you end up doing like, you know, member interviews or wanted to have somebody on." And I don't know if, you know, that would. Uh, my first episode was, uh, you know, the Wild Bill Fifty Two interview. Uh, that you know, the next time they recorded, they were like, "Hey, do you want to just, you know, come on again?" and became a thing but uh um i actually used to listen to a lot of podcasts i don't anymore um mm-hmm. mainly because of uh, i mean it's not all because of time it's mostly because of time a lot of it's because there aren't any good podcasts um that like i've really like you know once you once you find a podcast you love like you want to go back to the beginning like listen to them all and like you know you look forward to the next one coming out um all the podcasts that i used to listen to like they all kind of faded into oblivion and i haven't found anything new um, I used to listen to Totally Rad Show, which was awesome. Uh, uh, it was two guys and Jeff Kanata, who was my favorite. Um, and I used to listen to like the Shack News uh, cast years ago when I had a good cast on it. It's still a podcast, but it's bad. Um, Joystick uh, used to do a really, really great show. And then Joystick went away, so they don't do that anymore. Uh, yeah, I mean, I used, I used to really listen to a lot of podcasts, but... Uh, so yeah, I mean, my inspiration was kind of like, you know, all the, the all the podcasts that I love were just they were all three or four guys just sitting around talking about stuff, whether it was current gaming news, uh, you know, like old games, movies, uh, you know, sci-fi stuff. So uh, yeah, once uh, the uh, Duke and Krabby got the collector cast going, and uh, I shimmied my way onto that show and uh, never left. 
<laughs> no way. We're glad to we're glad to have you. It's always fun. That's why I say it's kind of. I don't know. We just it just meshes well. We just everything clicked really quick, and it's like this is great. Let's just keep doing it. Yeah. It, it was like when everyone showed up uh, for uh, for what do you call it for uh, for Retro World like at yeah. my house like. Everyone like shook hands and like bro hugged, and then it was like we were just all hanging out. Like it, oh, yeah. was, it just happened, which was so cool. So that's that's kind of what I like about it. Yeah, uh, for me personally, um, I've you know, listened to podcasts for a while. Um, I listen to some gaming podcasts I have off and on, and I also listen to some on some other subjects that I've found interesting. So I've got some pretty interesting tastes. I like to learn, and I will. I had and still do pick up podcasts about a really wide variety of subjects. Um, and, you know, some of them are very, you know, just one guy talking about a subject. And then some of them are, are groups like this. Uh, and I think that was just it. I What I picked up from listening to it um, was, you know, it's just I, things that you're passionate about, things you're interested in, and you just want to have a place to talk about that. And what happened is that Krabby and I just were backing and forthing on the message board a little bit. And then we're like, hey, we should just chat sometime. And we did that. We hopped on Skype one night and talked for hours. And then we're like, oh, hey, let's do this again. So like the next weekend we did it again. And we ended up doing that for weeks, you know, like quite a few weeks. And and eventually I was kind of like, hey, maybe we should just record this sometime. <laughs> <laughs> just you know, why not? I mean, it's the same thing we're doing already. I thought you were going to say and, I started recording without his permission. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we had a little talk about it, and yeah, I mean, that's what happened. You know, we just uh, Krabby and I just uh, were fast friends, and we were already talking. And you know, like I said, about every week we were just hopping on Skype and just chit chatting. And his schedule and my schedule worked out because he was doing like third shift stuff, and you know, we loved the same sort of games, and it was just fun. So. Uh, I guess that's it. I just, uh, you know, I'm passionate about gaming. I, I I do have other interests in the world. It's not it, but it's one that I love talking about. I don't have a lot of out, other outlets in my life to talk about some of these other subjects. If I want to talk about, you know, politics or religion or anything heavy, I've got other people in my life I can do that with, and that's not the space for that. Um, but I want to just have fun with friends. This is a good space for that. So, yeah. This talk is fun. Maybe others would like to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> and I figure, what do I got to lose, right? Absolutely. Either pe people were going to tell me, like, the, you suck and stop. I figured that was probably what was going to happen. And when people didn't say that, I was like, okay, maybe it's not terrible. And then eventually some people were like, we like it. So I was like, well, I, I guess we'll keep doing it. Yeah, that's so. the cool. I mean, like, people tend to reach out to Chris for with feedback for the show because of just, you know – uh, probably just how approachable uh, he seems. His voice sounds very approachable. Um, but uh, <laughs> you uh, are not Bill. Maybe not approachable. Maybe because he does the show intros and outros. But uh, but Chris no, because Bill, because you're not on social media. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> but I, I I respond to PMs on RF Gen. Um, but no, it's funny because people will typically res uh, uh, you know go to Chris and like Chris will tell us, oh yeah, I got some feedback from this guy or this girl or this these people. They they say this this and that, and I was like, that's weird. I never hear anything. And then like I, there were a few times I've got a few PMs from people like, hey, like great show. Like I really like this this and that. So it's just cool to you know to to know that like you know you're not just throwing it out there to like that no one's listening and there's like, you know, a handful of people who just kind of enjoy the same stuff. So it's, it's pretty cool. 
Yeah, and I always I try my best. Like I know you guys again. I I usually get the communication. I do everything I can to always pass along because I don't want Bill and Krabby to feel like, oh, I'm just doing this, and why am I doing this? Is anybody even listening? You know, our numbers are pretty good. I think yeah. I mean, we're pretty yep. good numbers. I don't yep. usually talk about them. I'm happy to share them with these guys anytime they're interested. I don't know if they care. Maybe they're just having fun. I don't care how many people listen, but um, we did hit. Uh, you know. Within a, a couple of weeks ago, Rich was nice enough to point out. I really yep. wasn't even looking at the numbers, but we hit number one in our category on Podomatic for a day. Yep, mm. yep. I just happened to be on that day and just noticed, well, let's see where the collector cast is at. Like, Whoa. I was shocked. That's <laughs> yeah. great. And I just, you know, quite honestly, very humbling. And I've, I honestly have nothing but thanks and appreciation for our friends that listen. I mean, that's... Totes. Uh, you know, we're nobody special doing anything special. We just, we love what we love and we love talking uh, together and we love interacting with you, you people that listen. So yeah, I've, well, I've well, met them in person. They're not special. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of special, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I gave you the most special recliner to sleep in <laughs> <laughs> and I passed it off to Adam. <laughs> So, good question. Hey, I've got a challenge for you, Chris Roberts. Um, uh, on the NARC podcast, tell me why you guys wanted to do your show. Yeah. Uh, and I know you're on hiatus, but when you guys get back up and running, I would love to hear kind of what uh, what kicked you guys off. They've been at it for a few years. Good group of guys. So, I would like to hear that. Yeah, great podcast, too. Yeah. I'm going to shift gears over. Um, the wonderful Eric Lindner. Um, Eric was came to Retro World Expo with us, our fine friend from Germany. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I know how to say goodbye in Germany. What would be hello? <laughs> Anybody? Yeah. No. no. Nobody knows hello Nobody. in German. No, Nobody. do you? That's terrible. I don't. Uh, I probably... Is it like aloha where it's the same thing for both? I know. I think there's actually, you know, like good day, good evening. And I'm right. trying to think of it. It'll come to me later on. I don't um, think you say hello in German. You just you just hand people um silver box silent service cards. Oh, that's probably <laughs> it. I mean I can think of Offwiedersehen, of course, you know, goodbye. Sure. And it's gonna kill me. I'm gonna be editing this I'm like, You dummy, this is it. You should but, you should uh, just edit it in. I will, I'll just edit it in. It's like, oh, I can't even believe that was blah, blah, blah. Yep. <laughs> I, I did that on a, on a podcast I did years ago. I did that with, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before, with the Crisis 2 voice. You guys ever play Crisis? No. When no. you turn on a function of your suit, because, like, you know, you can change things. So you can turn on, so it's like armor, or turn on stealth, or turn on super speed, or turn on super agility, and you, you change the function, and every time you do it, your like the AI in your suit tells you what you've just done, so uh, it's this really deep, like super deep computery voice that goes like cloak engaged, and like <laughs> I was, I kept doing that like in my talking about the thing, and then uh, uh, without telling anyone that was on the show with me, I did it. I just edited in the audio <laughs> from the game, so every time in the podcast where I said it, it cut out to uh, the voice. I don't know if that thing still exists on the internet somewhere, but it was a good little trick. That's probably why Bill wasn't on that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, well, I, I remember Guten Tag, right? Guten Tag. If you say so. Guten morning. Is this what Eric has asked us? No. It's no, not even close. We haven't gotten to that yet. <laughs> All right. He says, please name the best four-player game. I love this question because it segues later into our uh, topic. Um, 
you know, I was I was smart enough to put it at the end where it Absolutely. was naturally segue. I'm an idiot, <laughs> but anyway. Please name the best four-player game of your childhood and some tiles that you find always do the trick nowadays when you have some friends over. It's almost like he planned that question yeah, for us. But like, it's that's the topic. <laughs> I know, but specifically, let's go to his first part. Four-player games. Best four-player game specifically of your childhood, yeah. so not something I played recently, something that... Uh, I'm locked and loaded, man. You oh, got then, one. Then, then hit it. Yeah. All right, go, man. Rich. No question. NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Okay, best four player game. And let me, right. yeah, and let me tell you why. My brother, who I, who I mentioned earlier, he's twelve years younger than I am, and I think it was like two or three Christmases ago, I I got a Super Nintendo for him for Christmas. I might, Chris, I might have gotten it from you. I don't even remember. <laughs> um, but um, so I, I and I bought him a box copy of Tournament Edition. And uh, he was so pumped when I got it for him because that was the system I was playing when he was growing up. And that was the system he always like, you know, big brothers playing that. I want to try to play it now when I go home during the holidays, like during Christmas, he has gotten his friends addicted to it. And (laughs) when I go home, it's just it's just jam time. I mean, we hook it up and like I'm playing guys that are like, you know, 13 years younger than me. And we, we hook it up for some old school like NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Fantastic. And uh, no one can stop the flying Franklini, so let me just tell you. <laughs> <laughs> the Orlando uh, Magic, man. You see, you got to go with. That's it. That's the answer. I okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, Bill, four players? Man, I, I don't. We never played anything four player on the Nintendo or the Super. Um, and. We wanted the four-way play for four-player uh, hockey games on the Genesis, but we were never able to get it. So as far as four-player games in the childhood go, it's going to have to push forward a tiny bit to the Dreamcast for me because I was still – I was a biggish kid uh, uh, during those days. But my big four people over at the house days were Dreamcast. And one of the most surprising games on the Dreamcast that I still – I'll have people over and I'll still take out four uh, Dreamcast controllers is Virtua Tennis. All right. I love this. And this game came out of nowhere and it's like, it's a tennis game. It was a hit the ball regular and like a lob the ball button. Like that's it. Like it shouldn't be this much fun, but singles is really fun. And doubles is crazy fun. Like you get these volleys going back and forth where you get like closer and closer and closer to the next. You're playing aggressive. And then, you know, you know, the lob is coming. And there's nothing you can do about it. No! And then you run back. And sometimes if your guy's good, he'll like hit it like between his legs, like, uh, 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 like back, uh, uh, over to you. Um, really, really, really solid. Uh, and I, I would have liked to have said that I played a ton of four player, uh, Genesis hockey growing up, but we never had the four player adapters. So, uh, uh, and then if you'll allow me a honorable mention, um, we were big fans of, uh, Gauntlet Dark Legacy in the arcade. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We would go after school every day, and we would put in our little passcode, whatever it was, so it would remember your uh, character, so we could keep things going. So, uh, if you'll uh, allow that as a, a four-player childhood game, uh, uh, that one uh, uh, rings a bell, also. Why it's, not? Yeah, and it's a shame. Like um, Gauntlet Four on the Genesis actually allows four-player, so I think mm-hmm. that's the only Gauntlet, you know, like original Gauntlet game that allows that. So, yeah, well, we're two for two for uh, sporty sports games. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna make it a, a, a clean three in a row. Wow, I'm shocked. 
Berlanti. Ivan Iron Man Stewart's yes. off-road. I was going to mention that. I'm so uh-huh. glad you mentioned that. Yes. That, oh my gosh. You just, man, you get so mad at people when you're playing. But that's the perfect way to play a four-player game, When you get right? nitroed right at the finish line. Uh, yeah. Always. You're almost there. And then that idiot behind just starts gunning the nitros. Yeah. Right before you're about to pass, or you just hit the wall and you can't spin around the right way, and you're going backwards, and you just and you're almost there at the finish line, of course, right? But um, Ivan Iron Man, either on the arcade or on the on the NES, oh well, yeah, man, that's a ton of fun. Too, yeah, totally. that's, great game. That's that's a fun one, and it, it it's not hard. If nobody's played it, you're like here, steer, gas, nitro. Here we go. Let's play. All right. Very good. So those are our Facebook questions. Let's move over to Twitter. The Twitters. We got a couple from our good friend at Sega Tomcast. Tom asks first, 80 plus hour games. I can't do them anymore. What are you going to do? Right? I mean, have you cut these out of your lives yet? Or are you still giving them a chance? Rich, 80 plus hour games. Thumbs down, man. I can't do them anymore. <laughs> um... Too much going on in my life, kids, family, things of that nature, and of course, doing the um, the playthroughs for the site. It's just you know, we we try to keep our games uh, usually under twenty five hours or so, and that's mostly what I play now. So um, yeah, that, that's just I can't do it anymore. It's just too much. Wah. How about you, Bill? Uh, this has been a a, a long time uh, thing for me. Is a uh, uh, it's it's really really difficult to do these games, uh, so I, I can't say I've cut them out completely. Um, they've definitely been reduced, uh, uh, hugely reduced. Um, like when Skyrim came out, I made the exception. I made the exception for Skyrim. When uh, Fallout Four came out, I made the exception for Fallout. But it's not just Bethesda games; those just happen to be my favorite. Um, Divinity: Original Sin is a, a PC RPG that's making its way to console this year. Um, and that is all another huge one. I don't think, see, for me, it's more like I can play like a game or two, like a couple different games at a time and kind of go back and forth. But when I get to one of these big 80 plus hour ones, I kind of have to be in that game and just that game, or I'll find that I'll just get too distracted or lose too much flow. And then I'll come back and I won't remember where I am in this huge, big game. So um, it's more like, I ration myself to one at a time, and then once I'm done with one of them, I can't just go to another. I gotta play three or four smaller things. So, um, it's, it's tough though. I mean, uh, uh and then you have, uh, uh, so Fallout 4 just came out. I'll be playing that for months, and in like two or three weeks, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, finally comes out on the Wii U, which is, it's, it's a, like, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, whatever the word is, but it's, I bought the, one of the reasons I bought the Wii U was to play, you know, I wanted to be able to play Xenoblade Chronicles uh, X when it comes out and Fallout 4 is out. So I'm not leaving Fallout 4 for Xenoblade, but yeah, I mean, uh, I got two kids. Um, I have, uh, blog articles, uh, uh, to write that, uh, I have deadlines to meet. Uh, I got work. I got, by the family. way, get those I in. Got, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I got finished. I gotta, I gotta add pictures. They'll be done in a minute. Um, I gotta, I gotta do my parents' breaks. I got my yard work. Like, you know, it's every, it's the same for everybody. Like, as you get older and more responsibilities, yeah. more stuff to do, but, uh, I can't cut them out completely because the, the ones that I love are my favorite games in the world. I just can't do as many of them as I used to. 
Yeah, I hear you. I would say, I mean, for me, uh, I yes, I do play that probably almost exclusively. Um, I honestly probably don't play a lot of short games. Uh, the issue gets to be is it just takes me uh, an incredibly long time to play a beat a game. I mean, I'm just like Bill or Rich. I mean, I've got kids, I've got other responsibilities, I've got uh, I got a job, I've got a side job, I've got classes I take. Uh, so I don't get a ton of game time in, and I am really just fine with a drip feed from a really long game, and I just sink myself in it, and I know this, I'll be playing this for months. Um, I kind of like that. I really get a lot out of those games, and I don't have to worry about relearning something every time I pick something up. It's the same thing I've been playing. I can jump right into it. It's familiar, and it's just, all right, well, let's go a little bit further with it. Yeah. And most of the ones I've been playing are usually pretty easy to pick up right where you left off. It's not very confusing. They have a thing like, oh, I know where I'm going, or you kind of know where you're at. So, um, yeah, no, I, I really enjoy those kind of games, quite honestly. Um, yeah. I don't want to give them up. So yeah, it sounds like you, you like your games in IV form. <laughs> you got it, drip fed. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I enjoy big, grand experiences. Uh, I'm not going to give them up. Yeah, it's a personal preference thing, I think. You know, for me, it's like my, my attention span can't can't go that long. I, I want to play something new and different. And, you know, just having a collection, a big collection, it's just nice to pull different things off the shelf and, uh-huh. you know, keep things fresh. So, But, yeah, kudos for you to be able to do that. But, I you know, it's just it's just not my thing. I can't play something that long. No, I completely understand. And there yeah. are times when I look and kind of go, man, I kind of, you know, I don't knock very many. T- like, I look at this year. I'm like, I haven't finished very many games. Mm-hmm. But I also look back and I go, but I really enjoyed what the time I put into these games. I right. really loved what I did. Well, so, that's what it's um, about, right? Yeah. And and he's saying specifically 80-plus hour games, so, like, the hugest of the... Like, there are games that you can play for a couple hours and be like, okay, like, that game was fun, I'm done with that game. Mm-hmm. But then there are games like, like Batman probably took me over, you know, 25, 30 hours to play everything in Batman. And then Far Cry 4 was probably the same thing. So those those aren't what I would call short, um, but they aren't what I would call, you know, these big, massive, like, you know, like like 80-plus hours. To me, that's, like... A Fallout, a Skyrim, like a big PC RPG, like mm-hmm. so. So, Rich, yeah. if there's something that comes out that's you know current gen that you want to play, and you find out that it's probably like a 35, 45 hour game, is that still too much for you, or can you go with that? No, I mean, I I I could do it if it's something I wanted to do in my spare time, and and I do play games in my spare time, and I could, I, I definitely could make that happen. Um, you know, with um. You know, with with the uh, the playthroughs and everything, that takes up a lot of my time. Yeah. Um. So so I have to fit it in. So something that would, you know, be twenty five, thirty plus hours, um, would still take me a few months to complete. I think, just because of other obligations. So, yeah. But I w- I would I would if it was something I really liked, definitely would and and still do, play games to that length. But but nothing like eighty plus hours. No. Right. Yeah. Uh. Good question, Tom. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, now moving on, he's got another one for us here. Uh, are there any consoles you have no interest in, or see he listens? <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> or does every console have at least one Tempest two thousand? <laughs> Bill, what do you think? Is there any consoles that are just a waste of space? I mean, there. I mean, you guys know I like Sega, and people who listening know I like Sega. Big Genesis guy. Like here comes the thirty two X. I like that stupid little. No, it's just gonna be a side <laughs> note. I like that stupid little thirty two X guy. But um, the uh, I was in uh, Goodwill uh, I don't know, like a month ago, 
And um, I actually found something awesome at Goodwill. That'll be a separate story for another time. I already showed you guys. But I, I, I saw a little Sega system that I had never seen in person before. I've heard about it, know a little bit about it. And it was a really good price. It was like 10 or $15 or something like that. And I just looked at it. I picked it up. I flipped it around a little bit. It wasn't in bad shape. It wasn't in great shape. And I was like, nah, I don't care. And I put it down and I walked away. Okay. It was a Sega Pico. Oh, well, that's understandable, I <laughs> so think. So it's one of those I've things that, like... Those. Yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those things where, and the same thing, like, uh, so so the question is consoles you have no interest in. So Pico's a no interest in. Then there are consoles that I don't have that I absolutely would not go out of my way to purchase. But if I could get one, I would not only love to get one, I'd love to play it like a Commodore 64. Mm-hmm. I'm not going out of my way to, like, you know, spend, you know, 50, 100, 200, $300 on a whole bunch of Commodore <laughs> stuff. But if yeah. I just, like, found a box of it for a decent price, I wouldn't just grab it and resell it. Like, I would play the crap out of that thing. Well, we did find one at Elephant Trunk. <laughs> we did find one at the Elephant's Trunk. And we, we, we all played, like, oh, what's that, mister? <laughs> so, <laughs> what the rest of the computer is missing. Interesting. Yeah. And he was like, oh, this is a collector's item. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, he, as, soon as, he, we knew, he, as soon as we heard that, we knew. We were like, oh, we're yeah, like, he's going to ask him oh, way he, too much he's trying. Yeah, he's trying to get retail for it. But then, like, he had a whole bunch of uh, uh, floppies, and they were all, like, copies. Bootleg, and all, yeah. Like, handwritten labels and stuff. And I think he wanted, like, <laughs> 120 or 150 or something. Yeah. So, and I, I'd never been in the market for it before, so we walked away and asked Rich. was like, what do you think about that? And he's like, no, that's no. no no good. So um, but yeah, so not not to take up too much uh, time with this, but yeah, there are consoles that I have no interest in at all. Um, not too many though. Okay. What what about you, Rich? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna crush Bill's soul here. With my answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's fine. And, and I don't I've need o- everyone else to like and, it. <laughs> <laughs> I've owned a few systems. I've owned a lot of systems, and um, I did a cleaning out, and I did get rid of several systems a few years ago. But the one system that I will not miss at all would probably be the Odyssey 2. Um, I, I just – and the reason I say that, I had no – I had no attachment to it. You know, I, 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 there's no nostalgia for that system, you know, like my 2600. Um, which I grew up on. So it, I just, it was, it was very blocky and, you know, it, I just, I didn't like the controls or anything about it. Um, the thing I like most about the Odyssey 2 were the cool boxes. I, I do appreciate those. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I respect people that collect that, but I just, it's just a system that I, I don't, um, I don't have any interest in, you know? So. Yeah, this is tough. I mean, you're basically kind of saying, hey, you know, uh, I, Meaning that there's are there's there a, is there a console out there that has no redeeming qualities whatsoever, uh, and you know you could probably throw a couple of these out that everybody would go ha ha you know you yeah. could say the the Gizmondo okay well sure but you know it's not right. really a, a thing that anybody would would pick up or you could laugh and say oh like the t- Tiger Gamecom you know it's, mm-hmm. yeah it's a piece of poo right. uh, or or like or like the Wii U. <laughs> oh no! You just <laughs> bought one of those things. <laughs> I did. What a sucker! I know. <laughs> Why did I do that? It's gonna drop by like eighty percent in like eight minutes. Yeah, pretty much. You just threw your money in the toilet. Um, oh, come on. Uh, no, I'm kidding. 
The I kid because I love. Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. I won't have one for another eighty years. So. That's yeah. true. <laughs> Rich has to wait till like twenty bucks in the bargain bin, right? Or just play the Wii U games on Virtual Console on the NX. There you go. It'll never happen. No. <laughs> I you know I can't think of any realistic system that I think is irredeemable mm. and that I would not want to be any part of. Um, are there systems where I've played them and I could say, I don't need that in my collection? You know, like, I have a 3DO. Mm-hmm. Do I need to keep a 3DO around? I mean, not really. Uh, you know, there's a couple of good games there. Uh, I, I'll probably, I mean, I'll, I'll probably hold on to it because it's probably not worth trouble trying to flip it or something. But, uh, I mean, you get the idea, right? Things well, it's, that, it's, the question no is passion. what you have no interest in. It, it's not saying something that's not redeemable. I wouldn't say that the Odyssey 2 is not redeemable. I know some people <laughs> love it, you know, but yeah, just, yeah, you don't have any interest, right? Well, I think what he's saying beside with the Tempest 2000 thing is like yeah. saying, hey, pretty much everything else in the Jag is sure. not good. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a couple yeah. of the games that are good, but. Uh, that, that's why I only have a copy of Calibri. <laughs> Calibri, yeah, that's a good game. There's a couple of the 32X games that are good, but. Yeah. But there's nothing in the 32X. The only thing in the 32X that's better than every other console version, uh, IMO, uh, is Mortal Kombat 2. I like Tempo. Tempo is not bad. Yeah. Tempo, Calibri, those are not bad games. Mm-hmm. Just not... So, like, like Star Wars Arcade's good, but it's not the best version of Star Wars Arcade. No. So. Just don't play Knuckles Chaotix. The, the, the weird Both. thing about Star Wars Arcade and 32X, not to hijack this to a 32X uh, uh, conversation. You would never what, do that. But why, you will. <laughs> why is Admiral Akbar's voice completely different? It's because they couldn't pay for the for the guy to do it's it. It's an officially licensed game. Like, does he not? Like, maybe how, the guy how, is how, dead. Yeah, but how does voice actor Joe uh, control what uh, uh, Lucas can uh, do with uh, his voice that he already paid him for? I don't know. Maybe they were. Maybe they had placeholder audio and they just never, never went every, back and fixed it. Because everyone knows what Admiral Akbar sounds like, and then, come, and then he shows up in uh, Star Wars Arcade, and they're like, "We need you to go and do this thing right now." <laughs> like, who is that? I know he sounds kind of like the guy that was in the Millennium Falcon with. Lando <laughs> in Jedi. Uh, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, they got the huge lips and the red and blue outfit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I had that. <laughs> I, I, I had that action figure for whatever reason. Why would I pick that out? But I did. I don't know. Uh, all right, moving on. Tom has another one for us. Here we go. Not necessarily a question for the show, but it is. Yeah. And this is really a question for Krabby, but I'm going to answer it for him. Uh, does DLC for physical games fall under Krabby's no-buy list because it's digital? Does everybody want to join me in answering this? One, two, three, yes. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to say Krabby's turned over New Leaf and the no-digital policy is done. So you can send him all of the downloadable codes <laughs> and all of the, uh, uh, you know, like prepaid, uh, 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 you know, things that you have because uh, he's totally into it now. Here's the set. This is like the, the point where I have to think about things in terms of Krabby. Like, you know, I'm thinking like the DLC for Bloodborne is coming out uh, as we record this in just like two days. So it's just about to come out. And I thought, oh, Krabby liked Bloodborne. I bet he'd like to get in on this. And I had to think, wait a minute, it's DLC. And then I had to creatively think, wait a minute, isn't Europe getting a release 
that includes <laughs> the DLC. Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to suggest to him that he goes and imports the European version. That's how bad it is. Yeah. I, now, didn't he break his DLC policy for something, though? Smash. That's right. For, uh, for like, downloadable characters or something? Yeah. Smash. Okay. But, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, but, yeah, D- DLC... I mean... You know, we know what the D stands for. <laughs> and unless it's like a title update, Krabby's not interested. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't love Krabby, maybe. And I, but and I, get... Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and what do you call it? I, I think we've talked, I've talked to Krabby about, like, every once in a while, I'll be, you know, and I know what the answer is, but I'm just like, hey, you know, are you going to play Shovel Knight? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's coming out on disc. So, yeah, I'm playing it. And then I think we were talking, he's not a shooter fan, but, like, it was like, oh, it's too bad you don't like digital stuff because Blood Dragon... You know, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon's really good. He's like, no, no, they put it out on a disc, like a collection, so I am going to yep. get it. So you kind of have to think in disc terms when you start <laughs> thinking about games that uh, you want him to play. Yeah, to the point where, like, there's a PS3 collection, like Capcom games, uh, and they're like like the downloadable games, and it says on the cover, like, Mega Man 10 or whatever, but it's a download code. All the rest of them are on the disc. Yeah. That one's, anyway... Yes, yes, that's his rule is weird. That is what it is. All right, moving on. We've got a couple from Real Jeff. I always want to say Real Jeff Funstick. If I read it kind of how it's written out, it's probably more Real Jeff Unstick. But I like there's, Real Jeff Funstick better. Yeah. yeah, there's 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 no way his last name is Unstick. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, if you weren't into game collecting, what hobby do you see yourself doing instead? Rich, do you have other hobbies? Uh, I do have other hobbies. I mean, do do I count my other hobbies that I have, or do I... I... I'm going to put pinball in game collecting, so you're going to have to rule that one out. I collect vinyl, too. I'm trying to think of something that I would do, (laughs) like, if, you know, I didn't collect... uh, Probably, um... Probably more toys. I mean, I have a few, like, 80s toys around my game room that I just, you know, I kind of keep on my shelf. I've got, you know, Shipwreck and some He-Man guys as well you know just for nostalgia purposes when people walk in um but um yeah probably toys i'd probably be a toy collector all right bill uh if i wasn't into game collecting what hobby excuse me um sleeping maybe yeah, I would, uh, that's a good hobby. Hammock building. If we didn't have kids, it'd be a great hobby. Oh my yeah. gosh! No, it's uh, honestly, um, uh, I I really love travel. Okay. Um, so, um, and I could probably use more exercise. So I would probably get into hiking a little bit, um, and like go you know different places, you know, uh, see the sights, see the parts of the country that I never seen before. I think that would be really cool. I thought you were going to say, I just want to go to different states and collect those state-shaped magnets. That <laughs> yeah. was going to be your hobby when you traveled. No, I'll, the I'll, spoons, uh, I think. You know what, you know what I do collect? Uh, Why not? I collect a hockey puck from every arena that I go to. And uh, uh, so, you know, in between hikes, if I ended up in an <laughs> NHL city I haven't been to yet, I'd get, I'd get a puck, too. Sure. That's funny. I had a girlfriend one time that did collect state thimbles. So really? I would... Yeah. S- as I went to places, I would make sure to grab some for her. That was weird. Um, I, I got a friend who, uh, uh, he doesn't collect hot sauce, but like he, he's got like 30 or 40 hot sauces, uh, in his fridge. Uh, he has a hot sauce fridge. And, um, so every wow. time he mentioned me, he's like, yeah, every time my wife goes on a business trip, she brings me a different hot sauce back. So I'm like, well, now I know what to get this guy for Christmas. So, uh, he's an easy uh, one to shop for. So 
It's great when people collect, like, stuff that, like, is not specific. Just, like, a hot sauce that I haven't had yet, you know? It is nice. It is nice. I've been trying to bug my wife for years. I'm like, you need to start collecting something so I will at least have some ideas of what to buy you. (laughs) I I started with the Pandora a couple years ago. She suggested it. So, like, now, like, every, you know, like, special occasion, I can get her another bead. But, like, now I'm starting to see her get sick of it when I give her. She's like, oh, another Pandora bead. (laughs) My wife has no problem telling me what she wants. So. <laughs> Lucky you, My, man. I, I, I have a Google Doc for her Christmas list. So do I. And, and she does. And the thing is, she doesn't. Not your wife's Christmas list, but my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She doesn't just she upgrade it every year. She creates a fresh one. So there's like seven in there. So I have to scroll through till I hit Sarah's Christmas list 2015. Just kind of like another doc that we use on a regular basis. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's just about as long, too. You basically have to leave it on your computer because it takes too long to download. Yeah. <laughs> your your phone is running out of space. <laughs> um, as far as me, uh, you know, if I wasn't a game collecting uh, hobby, do you see yourself doing? I'll be honest. Uh, gaming itself is such a big hobby. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. I mean, I, reading more. Uh, I would maybe catch up on some movies. I don't watch much television or movies at all. So maybe I would watch some more movies. Um, I don't consume a lot of other media. I mean, like radio. I listen to a lot of radio and and news. Have you guys Um, thought about what you might... I know it's a long, long ways away, but, like, my dad recently retired, and, like, he's trying to, like, you know, trying to find hobbies, like, things he's always been interested in, like, now he has the time to pursue them. Do you guys have any idea... You wouldn't just expand your game collecting to full time when you retire. No. Mm. Or maybe you would. But, like, is there anything that you're like, you know what? If I had the time, I would learn how to play the harmonica. You know, like anything Mm. like that. I think, like, most old people, I'd probably just get into whittling. Yeah. (laughs) Sit on your porch and whistle. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Carve soap all day. Yeah, exactly. Soft wood. I, I, uh, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed learning how to like solder and like work with like you know like oh, yeah. wiring and stuff like yeah. that. So like it, whatever the hobby was, I think it'd be like it would involve like electronics and crafting and even if it wasn't game related, like you know fixing old monitors or old radios, just tinkering with stuff. You know, I'm gonna be really honest. I never actually realistically think about retiring. I don't know if I would. I mean, I, maybe I would not work in the same capacity. Or if you'd be, ever be able to. well yeah maybe right Uh, I mean I need to be active though I can't just wake up and have nothing yeah I mean I would think I would do more of work that I did I would do it more for personal enjoyment Mm -hmm. but I would still work you know what I mean Uh, maybe I would try to do my own thing more uh, and work like that but I can't see myself just I can't be one of those people that just like well guess I'll plop myself on the couch until I die (laughs) you know yeah when I stop working, oh. I'm just going to make friendship bracelets all day. <laughs> <laughs> you and Krabby. You have a friendship And you bracelet. guys will get one. <laughs> Yay! Uh, I want a whittling stack carving or something instead. All right. Uh, one more from Real Jeff Funsick. He says, what is the one milestone you've been trying to get to uh, for the... The, oh, I read that totally wrong. I'm going to try that again. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> what is the one milestone you've been trying to go for... That has been on your radar. For example, Bill's Spider-Man for the 32X. So I guess you have to come up with a different one, Bill. So I'll start with Rich. Mm. Well, as you know, I'm two games away from uh, my complete licensed Nintendo uh, set. 
And those are? Um, Flintstones, Dinosaur Peak, and Little Samson. So if I had to pick between the two as far so, as which game I would like to have, um, probably be Little Samson. Oh, easy pick. Yeah. That's yeah. an easy yeah. pick. Of course, good, good game. It's the most expensive one, and it's the most fun. So, Yeah. So technically you're three games away, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. You can play my uh, NWC cart whenever you want. <laughs> you can you can go over to Krabby's house and hold stadium events in your yeah. hands for a little while. Lick it, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, Wayne Pay might be closer. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I you know, I mean, obviously, kind of like Rich. I mean, I just need Panic Restaurant, uh, and of course, stadium events. So. Um, Outside of that, uh, milestone. If I just think of like a milestone, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I recently hit one. I kind of wanted uh, all the Dark Souls and Bloodborne collector's editions. I just did that nice. uh, with Bloodborne CE finally. And now they're uh, making a new one. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> Dark Souls 3 is going to have two special editions. So there's going to be the insanely priced one. And the not quite as insanely priced one, so I got to buy two of them. So I'm going to be saving my money up from Christmas uh, until April when I have to buy two gigantic. They have two different statues in them. How you like that? <laughs> they know. They saw me coming from a mile away. They did. Uh, so that's me. All right. And the very last one. We have a new questioner here. Guy, what do you think about this? At Beefcake Empress. I love it. That's a, that's a good name. Beefcake Empress. And this uh, was a video that went along with this. I'm wondering, should I mention what the video is or should I just put this out there and let everybody else figure it out? You can put. You can do whatever you want. I knew, I, I knew what it was because I love, I love what is this let's, uh, about to Let's happen. not say it and see if people pick up on it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Cake or death? Bill? Uh, death. I mean, I mean, cake. I heard, I heard you. I heard you say death. Oh, I said death. <laughs> you said death first. I heard it. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't know what that is, which Rich doesn't know what that is, we I'll take we death told by him. cake. How about that? <laughs> okay. Is it okay. We we kind of filled uh, we filled Rich in a little bit, but if you don't know, just just do a search for me. You'll thank us, uh, and so will Beefcake Empress. <laughs> That's a great name. All right, so we want to get into our topic. We kind of alluded to this earlier, but we are going to get into some of our favorite couch co-op games because the holidays are upon us, right? And one of the things you do with the holidays is your family gets together. You probably have cousins or brothers or somebody that you're going to sit down with. You want to play. You pull out the old games because that's you're the one that has all these. They come to you and they're like, all right, well, let's sit down. Let's play some stuff. And one of the ones that we go and pull off the shelf that we say these are the great ones to sit down on your couch with some friends 
and go through. So we've picked uh, uh, probably about three or so each, and uh, we'll kind of go round robin a little bit, talk about those. So I wanted to start off with our guest. I want to defer first off to you, Rich. So you're joining us. So what did you come up with first with your first great couch co-op title? Uh, for me, um, is, is a lot of people know, and I kind of wanted to go old school on my first one here. Um, the one cabinet that I've always been looking for, uh, is a cabaret of this game. And you guys could probably guess from that because I've talked about it before, but, um, there is nothing better to me than playing warlords on the 2600 with four <laughs> people, with four paddle <laughs> controllers sitting around the TV. People have so much fun with that. It is like the perfect like party game. You can just sit that out at a party, and it's simple. You know, it's very easy, simple, um, and uh, just uh, just a really fun experience. Now let me let me go here. All right, you go there. Would, would you call this cooperative? Ooh, good point. Hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah when we say couch co-op right this is very very antagonistic everyone's cooperating in that they're all trying to kill each other (laughs) that's true i didn't think about it that way but all right all right let me go with the next one on my list (laughs) i'm gonna guess rich has some backups anyway Uh, i did i did i've got a large list here so so, i'm I'm good man we'll we'll move on we'll move on all right let's move on scratch that (laughs) (laughs) um i I think um one one of the games that i really really enjoy and one that i played uh, for the first time a few months ago and i had to have it as soon as i played it my buddy actually brought it over and we actually couch co-opted it together um is um the game galactic attack on the saturn uh there there are uh, several Mm. shmups but they're not um always two-player you know co-op and so um, I really love Galactic Attack on the Saturn. Um, it's also called uh, Japan Layer Section. And the, um, the name is very fitting for the game um, in that um, you, you, know, you control your fighter and you, can, you actually have your, your ships that come up to you on your level, but then you actually have a um, kind of a, a target that floats out above you where you can pass that over enemy ships that are flying below you or enemy turrets or, um, you know, anything, big gunships, and uh, you can actually lock on and fire at those uh, with another button. It's really cool. So the game is sort of, you're, you're sort of playing a shooter, but you're playing in two levels. Have you guys so, played this game? I, I mean, I've seen Galactic yeah. Attack. A lot of times I've not really played it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, when you talk about locking on and whatnot, is it, are we thinking something kind of like, uh, like Xevious sort of thing or? No, no. Um, well it, it, it is sort of the, um, the target. Yeah. It's like Xevious. It has like the target, but if you just kind of pan over, um, these enemy ships, it will automatically lock on and you'll hit a button and it'll fire missiles that'll like go down to the, the second layer and hit those. Okay, so yeah, if yeah. Panzer Dragoon met Xevious? Yeah, yeah, maybe, or um, you could say, yeah, or you could say something like, um, uh, what's what's the game I really love? Oh, gosh, can't think of the name of it. Uh, forget it. I can't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> like Rez? You know, uh, Dragon Spirit, too. you know, how you have like the two levels and oh, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. someone like that. 
So I'm kind of curious, how's the game laid out? I mean, is it uh, like your traditional sort of like X number of levels and only a certain number of continues? Or how's that whole thing play out? I, I can't remember because it's been a while since I played it, like how many continues you do get on the game. But it is um, it is laid out that same way. Um, long levels with, uh, you know, uh, in bosses, you know, various types of in bosses that are, um, you know, I, I wouldn't call it a bullet hell, but it does a lot of the bosses at the end do throw out quite a bit, you know, um, you know, different formations, lasers and things of that nature. So, yeah. Um, now, is it one of those games where, I'm going to guess probably doing being the genre that is, you probably can't, there's no friendly fire, I'm guessing, no, right? No, no friendly fire in this game, unlike unlike a lot of other uh, co-op games. You don't have to worry about that. But, yeah. uh, you know, you just, um, it's a lot of fun to co-op. And like I said, you know, I know the um, the Raiden series and uh, the uh, Darius series, there's there's some co-op shooters. Um, th- those series typically are co-op, uh, or you can you can choose to play them co-op or single. But uh, uh, this one's a lot of fun, and you know, just kind of wanted to include it, um, just because probably not a lot of people have heard about it on Saturn. That's true. Saturn didn't get nearly as much love as it deserved mm-hmm. um, in the states. I think. I mean, I was always a huge Saturn fanboy, day one idiot that bought it for way too much, but. Uh, still love the Saturn and, and a lot of fun with it. I really should pick that one. I see it from time to time. I don't think it's probably that hard to track down, right? No, no, it's not. And it's not excessively expensive. I think I picked up my copy for around 20 bucks, but, um, I think that was a fairly good deal. But, um, yeah, if, if you, if you see it, you need to pick it up. It's a great shooter. So I'm curious, did you guys beat it? No, no, we didn't. <laughs> no. No, no. I mean, when you say shmup and you say, did you beat it? There, there are not many times you can answer. Yes, we beat it. <laughs> unless oh, it's, it. unless it's you know a game where you can just keep continuing. Uh, yeah, sure, definitely. All right, well, that's a good one. Um, and I'm going to guess that probably a lot of uh, our friends out there uh, that are tuning in may not have Galactic Tack, and they may want to check that one out. I'm, I'm going to guess though, if twenty bucks or something, it's probably really not any more affordable to import the Japanese version like a lot of Saturn games. Right, so. right. They're 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 basically the same price, so um from what I've from what I've noticed, so you know. Do you do yourself a favor and give your Saturn some love. It's probably been a while. You'll probably need to change the battery <laughs> if it's been a while <laughs> in your Saturn and, and set the clock again, but you know, beyond that, you'll be okay. Uh what about you, Bill? Number one uh. for you? Yeah, I mean this this was a, a tougher list to put together than I had kind of originally thought because I I love co-op <laughs> games, but then when you when you sit down and you start to think, okay, couch. I mean, I, I was thinking specifically couch co-op. So like the ones that immediately sure. came to my head, I was like, oh, that's not couch co-op unless you have two TVs and you just happen to be sitting on the same couch. Yeah, uh, like like there's games that you can play on the, but like you know. Split, I'm not a big like split screen co-op person. I want to all be looking at the same thing. So like the first one I was going to say was going to be Left 4 Dead. And then I was like, oh, well, that's more like an online co-op thing. And then like Tom Clancy, Rainbow Six Vegas. So I started to think like, what can you sit next to each other and play on the same TV? And then the first one that came to my mind was Torchlight. Okay, yeah. And Torchlight was what? PC, Xbox 360? Uh, yep, it uh, uh, first was PC. Now this was, uh, um, and I, I didn't get super uh, into this game because I didn't have as uh, many people to play with uh, uh, as I had kind of wanted. But Torchlight is made 
not by the company that made Diablo, but by the people who worked for the company that made Diablo when they made Diablo. Okay. So it's, it's safe to say that it's the people who made Diablo. Um, so it's a, uh, it's, you can already tell what, like what kind of game it is, but it's designed to be more accessible and less like, you know, kind of like, uh, like highbrow PC, you know, like mouse and keyboard, like it's designed uh, with the controller in mind. Um, it's a, uh, it's, it's a loot game. It's a dungeon crawler. So basically you start off in this town. The town's called Torchlight and, uh, you have, it's just like you and your, your dog, your pet, your wolf or whatever, uh, your, your character class has. Choose your character class, choose your pet. And you're in this town called Torchlight and you have to, you know, oh, there's a problem. There's a problem down in this mine shaft. Go investigate it. And then it just becomes a little dungeon crawler and, you know, like, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, possessed spiders come out and then you got to fight them and then you meet people. And, um, a lot of dungeon crawlers are just done really, you know, really kind of like, uh, you know, stock, like standard stuff. The voice acting is incredible. Um, the, uh, uh, the um uh art style um is very interesting it's kind of got like a uh over um exaggerated like blockiness to the characters uh um and like unproportioned like uh, uh you know like guys with like arms like three times the size of their body and everything and uh it's just a cool game to play on the same couch without having to split the screen up so kind of like a gauntlet like we you know uh we're talking about earlier where everyone's on the same screen different powers different uh, classes um, just really, really, really solid game. Um, and it was, yeah, it was PC initially, but you can get it on 360, you can get it on PS3. And I think it originally only came out for like 20 bucks. So you can probably get it for between five and $10 right now. So if you like, uh, uh, you know, kind of magic and D and D style, uh, uh, you know, dungeon crawlers, um, it's, it's a great, great little one that kind of slipped through, uh, under the radar for a lot of people. And I want to say that's one of the ones that made that Xbox One backwards compatibility list that just came out. I think that uh, made the first round. It it may have. Um, I don't own it uh, digitally, so I didn't see it uh, uh, pop into my like you know ready games ready to install list. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised uh, if that uh, if that one's on there. Yeah, I think so. Um, now, how does it work? Like it, you. The screen only scrolls when you both go in the same direction, or kind of how um, is it, that laid out? Yeah, so kind of so if you're in one area and someone else is kind of like walking further and further away, like you'll see the screen will kind of zoom out a little bit so that you'll be able to kind of see both where you are, um, up to a point. Um, so you won't you won't really be held onto the same screen with your buddy um, until you get to be like kind of like pretty far away, and then you just won't be able to to, to scroll anymore. Um, but, but really, I mean, you're, you're both kind of, uh, you kind of want to stay together because when you're by yourself, you're more vulnerable. And, uh, as you start to wander away and then enemies will make, will like get in between you. Um, so then it becomes harder to attack as a group. So, uh, um, it's, I've, you know, I've never really had, uh, you know, any time in it where I was like really waiting for the other person to get closer to me or if they were waiting for you know me to get closer to them so the game kind of compensates when your distance gets a little bit uh, a little bit further away from each other I got it now is it like a like leveling up or is it like a loot oh, game yeah. or what oh yeah it's like like uh, 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 imagine like borderlands like like borderlands was designed to be like a Diablo type game. But just in a first person, like the the idea was like a first person shooter in the RPG had a baby. Um, so it's it's all like you know you start as level one 
and you're pick and like every and it's it's kind of a cross between like Borderlands, uh, uh, Fallout, and uh, uh, Diablo in that like you'll kill enemies and then you'll walk up to that enemy and it's like okay, well like here's their loot and there's money and there's apparel and there's uh, 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 you know like weapons. And then ooh, that weapon's better than the one I'm carrying. So then you switch it out like that. But it's not just like uh, you know swinging a sword. Like it's it's almost like uh, Bastion in a way where like different weapons you pick up will be completely new things like oh this is like a little catapult that i can like you know throw things with and like this is a great sword and this is a crossbow so and then there's uh um uh there's like there's mods so you can pick up like oh well here's like an upgraded uh you know spring for my crossbow so now like it shoots further um so yeah it's it's all loot and uh, uh weapons and armor and uh runes and magic and new spells and upgraded things and area of effect attacks and uh i mean it's it's kind of hard to describe Diablo to someone who's never played Diablo, but it's one of those things that once you just start playing it, it just feels very familiar, even if you never played the genre before. So when you play it, uh, do you both get to save your own character separately so you could each play later by yourself, or is it just under like the first player's game, or how does that work? Um, I guess it would depend. The the, the people that I played with... Uh, 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 I played mostly uh, um, online co-op, but then I had some people over my house uh, a few times, and they... So basically the way it works with Xbox is uh, when you log in with your gamer profile, it downloads your gamer profile to that local machine. So then when you uh, log in to play, you know, player one joins as the you know local player, and then the other player joins as the other local player, and their, like, character progress travels with their gamer profile. Okay. Um, I don't know how it would work uh, with PC. Um, I, I guess you would probably have to make sure that your save was on the uh, Steam Cloud because it is a Steam game. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, um, kind of similar to the way Borderlands works, like how you have your own story progression, but if you wanted to join someone else's game, you can still level your character up and find new loot and stuff like that. So cool. So you could go in and help a friend if you were like much higher level than they are, and you could just help beat the tar out of whatever boss or something they were going up against. Yeah, definitely. That always sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I always like that part of Borderlands, right? That you could say, all right, well, let me help out or whatever. Here. Yeah, no, that, that that's actually, uh, I was a huge Borderlands 1 fan and Borderlands 2, but I probably played the first two hours of Borderlands 1 at least seven times. Uh, just like I played it myself and then I, I, sh- I got a few friends like, listen, you guys have to play this game. It's amazing. So then when they bought the game, I was like, here, let me, let me help you through the beginning of it. And I must have done that for, you know, six or seven other groups of people. So I played the beginning of that game a whole ton. And, uh, as, uh, and then even when like, you know, you're level 30 or 40 or something, and then like a new player wants to get in and you're like, Hey, jump in my game. You'll be level 30 in a couple of minutes. Yeah. That's always, that was always a pretty, pretty fun game to play through. Yeah. Um, obviously Borderlands, not couch co-op. Uh, I think there was a split screen on the first one, wasn't there? There was a split screen on the first one. When I introduced it to my two buddies, uh, Ed and Rodrigo, I had my main TV hooked up on the wall. I brought another TV from another room and put it on the floor in the kitchen. And we hooked up two Xboxes. So we had like split screen on one and split screen on the other. So then four people could play on two TVs, uh, local co-op. Um, so that's how I at, at first showed them the game. Um, I had a copy and then, uh, um, actually I think at the time I had two copies cause we had two TVs and Xboxes in the house. So we just had like, uh, 
a spare copy of it, like just in case of nice. emergencies. <laughs> so uh, then when that, like, I remember we played the first, like, not even hour of it, and Ed put the controller down and he said, we're going to buy this right now. And they went and bought two <laughs> copies. So I love it when that happens. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, okay. Uh, for me, I'm going to start off with a classic. Um, and I think this is the best version of this game. And that is Final Fight for the Sega CD. Ooh. Um, Good call. You, you know, you can get Final Fight for, you know, there's Super Nintendo, obviously the arcade, which I, mean, I guess if you had the arcade machine, great. <laughs> good for you. Uh, but specifically, I picked the Sega CD version because uh, it had all three of the characters and yep. you know, perfect beat em up co op, right? Very solid. Yeah, it's great, it, great game. It's it's the version I played most when I was young, so I I I didn't have anything to compare it to. But uh, Final Fight CD is the the one that I always played. Yeah, I think even to this day, if you ask me, it's like my go to version of Final Fight to play. So um, I guess I probably don't need to tell the world about how what Final Fight is or how to play <laughs> it. But I mean. Cody guy or Hagar, uh, you know, uh, again, uh, Cody's girlfriend, Hagar's daughter, is kidnapped by the Mad Gear gang, and you have to go through the city beating the tar out of everything under the sun to save her. Uh, very simplistic, uh, kind of the granddaddy of that style done well. I mean, there were some ones that did before, I mean, the Double Dragon, you know, those sort of things. But Streets of Rage. Yeah, but I think this was kind of the the one that set the template really in place. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with special moves and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I think Double Dragon was really close to that. Again, good. Uh, but Final Fight for the Sega CD. Why do I say Sega CD version? Again, all three characters. So the Super Nintendo version only had two. Uh, <laughs> and you could get Final Fight Guy, which replaced Cody with Guy. But you still only had two. Mm-hmm. You didn't ever. You never had the choice of all three characters that you could play as, and you uh, could not co-op the game. It was one player. Yeah, and that's true. That's another huge downfall of the Super Nintendo version. Is yeah, Final Fight One, not co-op, which makes no sense. No, though, I does didn't it? realize that. It's, no, it's not almost at all. like like do- like Double Dragon on the uh, Nintendo. Exactly. Where again on the Master System, you co-op Double right. Dragon, right? Because right. right. duh, it's Double Dragon. Yeah, they brought co-op back in Final Fight Two and Three for the super but it was same not thing the like double dragon yep. two on nes right, right. you got co-op yeah, back. two and three yep uh but you know and also of course with the sega cd you had you know the arcade music on the cd so i mean of course the sound is completely fantastic all the samples are there so all the voices uh you know when you're beating the crap out of people or sticking somebody with a knife or whatever you know what i mean you know, so you're, you, you know, you beat the crap out of poison. You're that, ah! <laughs> you know, everybody kind of knows what those sounds uh, are like. Uh, you have way too much uh, turkey in trash cans, uh, your favorite weapons, uh, and ridiculously cheap bosses, of course, like Sodom, which is, uh, he's the one I hate the worst out of all the bosses. This is Samurai, game. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's so ridiculously cheap. Um, but, like, each guy has their own special move, right? So, you know, 
I always like Hagar's biscuit like that. Raw, raw. <laughs> <He does. laughs> the spinning fists of fury. Yeah. Uh, you know, and like the spinning kick and and they've got the throws, you know, like Hagar, like the pile driver and everything. Um, I mean, it's just, it's a classic and it's just still tons of fun. Again, like, what are your, what can you sit down with now and you can plug it in and play with a friend and have a blast? And to me, you know, Final Fight CD is is definitely way up there. Solid. Yep, nice choice. Very good. So, round two, Rich. Round two. What you got for me? For round two, I'm going to go with a game that um, uh, when I came, came up to Retro World Expo, I was I was picked up by uh, Russ Lyman, for those of you know, who know him. And I was really happy to see that he had just picked up this game when I went over to his place. Uh, and that game on the NES is Jackal. Love some Jackal. Oh, you got Bill hooked already. <laughs> oh, you had me at Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Love Jackal. Uh, it's um, I'm I'm always surprised at like how many people have never played Jackal, and it for me it was me a, too. For me, oh. it was such a staple of my childhood. Um, that that is a game that my friend and I played all like the time. While you're talking right now, but I equate the game if if you've ever played Choplifter, um, it, it's sort of like Choplifter but with jeeps. Um, and that you do, um, you know, you could you blow up these houses and you rescue these um, uh, these uh, prisoners of war and you take them to uh, actually a uh, a landing pad and drop them off for a helicopter. Uh, but you could play it, um, you play it co-op and you fire missiles or throw grenades out of your um, out of your jeep, however you have it powered up. Um, and your jeep is super boss because you could take out tanks with it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, like the A team jeep or something. Absolutely, right? absolutely. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's definitely been rigged to do some heavy damage <laughs> and uh, just it's a fun game. I mean, to play play with a partner. I think anyway. It, it really is. That's a that's a. I wasn't even thinking of that. That's a fantastic game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've uh, recently played. I think all the way up to the last boss. I don't know if we beat it uh, with a buddy at Midwest Gaming Classic. Oh, awesome. We're like, oh, let's let down and play. What are we gonna play? <laughs> Jackal. Jackal. Next time we're the three of us are together. We're playing some Jackal. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm into it. I love the missiles, too. You can shoot these missiles that like will spread in four different directions. Those are great. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Right. And- so, yeah. So, when, once you get it powered up, because it starts off a grenade, right? Right. Yes. Right. It's a little grenade. And then, as it gets powered up, it becomes, you know, like that missile, and then missile that'll explode just sideways, and then missile that'll explode, you know, all four ways. And yeah. it's, it makes it so, so... Uh, it makes it such a big deal when you lose a life because oh, yeah. you've lost you go back. that entire upgrade chain. Yeah. And from what I remember, you do get a few continues, but you don't get that many. You get like two yeah. or three. I think you that's are limited. It. You are limited. You know what the and best I, sound in the world is? Is like when you're driving the Jeep and you run over the enemies. <laughs> 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 it's not a splat sound, but it's a very like... Uh, uh, yeah, I know. I can think of it in my head. How do you computer, describe it? Uh, yeah, computer, uh, very computer generated splat. It's it's great. Yeah. Squeak. It's like a squeak almost. It's great. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of violent for the time, I guess. Right? I mean, you're running dudes over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> 
But do you like uh, you? Do you fight with your friend for the guys to pick up so you can get the power ups? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You fight. You constantly <laughs> fight over power ups. And I guess this is something we should mention. Like the um, the, the power ups are gotten. I think there's a. From what I remember, there's a there's a guy that like blinks. Is that correct? Isn't there like one of the prisoners that sort of blinks or something like that? Yeah, like yes. out of the, the yeah. houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Once you blow the house open house, and then right. like, yeah, like each uh, guy, each, you know, each. And they don't run out all at once. They wait till one of them is securely in the Jeep before the next one comes out yeah. for whatever reason. But yeah, like there's always there's like a glowing guy. And then you have to drop them off at like the helicopter that's yeah, just waiting there for evac. Right, exactly. And, and that's what I was saying. It reminds me a lot of Choplifter. And that was a game that I played in the arcade so much. And that was the kind of game I loved to hate. It was so hard, but I still love playing it anyway. But but it was the same premise, you know. You would blow up a building, like the ref, uh, the prisoners of war would come out. You would land and pick them up, and then you'd have to take them back to your base and drop them off to score points and that nature. So, yeah, sort of the same thing with the jeep. I don't know it, that jeep must be like a clown car or something. I don't know <laughs> it's all these people in it, but it does. It's amazing. Well, you could take out tanks and carry like ten prisoners. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's amazing. But it's yeah, pretty, great, pretty great cheap. co-op game. Yeah, and um, cheap, right? So cheap. Yeah, yeah. on the NES, See, probably five bucks or under. Would you yeah, say? I yeah, I would say so. It's oh yeah, easy. Bargain, yeah. That's, bargain that's an easy stuff. cart. Yeah, and uh, totally worth it. Absolutely. Yeah, even if you don't like to collect NES, you should have Jackal. Absolutely. In your library. Um, All the Silverbox games, really. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad, not a bad decision. I would agree. Um, yeah, no, Jackal, that's a really good pick. Um, I don't know why that one didn't pop into my head, but I, I'm totally on board with that one. I get it. Yeah. Uh, Bill, number two. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to uh, uh, to the NES for this one, um, and this is uh, uh, one that just my brother and I used to play to death. And it's just one of those ones that we can still just pop up and play. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot of these on the NES, but just for some reason, this weird one, like, sticks to my head as one that we always just had a blast with. Uh, I love Legendary Wings. Hmm. Yeah. Of Rich, you're a, no, you like Dragon Spirit. Sorry. I do. Dragon Spirit's my favorite. And, and the thing is, like, we didn't play, like, and it's only because, like, we played, you know, played it to death when we were kids. And, like, you know, we had Life Force mm-hmm. and we had, uh, you know, a whole bunch of others. But just something weird about these, uh, you know, winged uh, uh, <laughs> whatever. I don't know what the backstory was. We didn't read the manual or anything. But, like, these, like, dudes with wings and guns <laughs> flying through this, like, alien world with lots of, like, humanoid faces opening up and shooting, like, tractor beams <laughs> at you. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it was, like, a... Uh, 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 you know, it was, it was like top down most levels, but then mm-hmm. like you would get into these areas where it was side scrolling yeah. and you could still fly. So it wasn't like platforming. So like once you got down to like where you want to surface, you just started walking and then you would just like press up and like now you were flying again. So it was just like a different, uh, you know, different kind of, uh, uh, you know, environment traversal. But it was one of those things where, uh, you know, we would just, it's just like, you know, it's a pretty stock Nintendo shooter. It's just mm-hmm. one that I don't hear people talking about as much as the others, maybe because it's, uh, you know, everyone just likes the others more. But something about this game that uh, my brother and I, like, we would just play it over and over again. We just uh, uh, we just liked it a lot. 
Yeah, I mean, like you said, a lot of people will bring up you know, like Life Force or whatever, which, I mean, is good. But, yeah, you're right. Legendary Wings doesn't get a lot of hype. And I remember playing this. There was an arcade version of this. Um, yep. And I remember playing it in the arcade uh, before I played it on NES. It's The NES version is pretty much the arcade version. I mean, it's yeah, very accurate. I mean, it's... And it's I, I've I don't know if it's because I played the arcade or sorry played the NES one, but uh, like a lot of times, I grew up on the NES version of something, and then I'll play the arcade version, and I'm like, oh, I like the NES version better. <laughs> and uh, it's 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 a hundred percent like that with Contra. Um, like it it doesn't even it feels like it doesn't even feel like the same game. It feels like the arcade version is a hack of the NES game. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, like Legendary, like. I don't know if it's art style or if it's, uh, you know, it's not terrible. It might be, it might be because it's not terribly difficult because if it were difficult, me and him wouldn't have been able to beat it. <laughs> and like a lot of the games that are difficult, like we probably could just got frustrated with and stopped playing. But, uh, but you know, Life Force and Legendary Wings were the two uh, ones that we would always just sit down and play together. Um, besides Jackal, which Rich uh, <laughs> already mentioned, but, uh, but yeah, and so, and again, like in the spirit of like trying to come up with games that like people wouldn't normally just reach to for co-op, um, it's uh, it's another one that's uh, relatively inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can find it pretty much, you know, any place where uh, someone's got a bunch of uh, loose uh, NES carts. And if uh, you like uh, shooters, uh, it could be worth uh, an interesting look. It took a it took an odd spike like a few years ago in price, and I don't know why that was. Uh. But for some reason, it did. Do you remember that? I, I don't know. But it's it's back down again. I, I don't know why that happened. It's very strange. Uh, angry video game nerd do a video on it <laughs> or something. <laughs> something like that. Seems to be what always everybody gripes about, driving the prices up on everything. Uh, I mean, now that you met, I just did a quick uh, uh, you know, video game price charting uh, search on it. Um, from like 2009 to 2013, it was averaging like, between a dollar and two dollars. Yep, and yep. then from 2013 to 2015, it's up to now nine dollars. But it doesn't look like it's been, you know, crazy, but they come, you know, get a complete one for, for 20 bucks. But, uh, yeah, it looks like it's, uh, you know, still a, a fairly affordable cart. Yeah. Yeah. I, I probably blame that on just general. NES fever, probably. Probably, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a really good game for the price. And I guess that's why I say about most of the NES library, right? If you want some great yeah. playing games, <laughs> the tons of cheap games are really good. I mean, you could play for hours and hours uh, on just the cheapy bargain bin level games uh, and have a great time. But, yeah, definitely one you don't hear about. I'm trying to remember who put Legendary Wings out, and I can't think of it right off the top uh, of my head. It's a Capcom uh, release. Uh, Capcom. Yeah. Yeah. It does kind of remind me a little bit of Forgotten Worlds, which came out later. Mm. Um, I don't I don't know why exactly, but uh, yeah, it does have, at least in my head, some... It, it, it's not really the same sort of game, but I don't know yeah. why they're stuck together in my brain like that. Um, but yeah, that's really good. Um, did you play a lot of Legendary Wings, Rich? 
Uh, not a lot, uh, but I, I do recall the game growing up. I, I remember it being quite frustrating for some reason. <laughs> uh, one of the, one of the tougher uh, shooters that I played, and so I, I didn't put a lot of time into it. But it's, it's definitely one that sticks into uh, my memory. Like like you said, the giant moa heads like floating around and stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, it, and it's the uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, uh, the like the sound. Like I know. I don't know if the sound is just really so good or if just, you know, it's the nostalgia bit of it, but like the, the sound of like, uh, you know, when you, when you destroy an enemy, it's this very distinct, like narrow sound. And like, it happens all the time. And like, you know how, like there's, uh, like with, uh, a lot of, uh, shmups, there's like different levels, right? There's like the level that you're on then like maybe like a lower or a higher level. So you have like your, your regular, like, you know, uh, you know, gun, your assault rifle that you uh, can upgrade, you know, just throughout the course of picking up, like, uh, upgrades and stuff. But then you also have, like, these, like, uh, I guess you call them grenades or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, you'd hit the, you know, uh, uh, the A button, and then you would throw this grenade out, and the grenade just always goes straight forward, and it won't hurt any enemy, like, normal enemy that you could normally shoot. It's to hit, you know, like, the uh, the stuff on the ground. And, uh, I don't know, the, uh, I just, you know, the music was great, um, Maybe we didn't, you know, just didn't play a whole lot of other shooters on the system. But uh, I, I've mentioned before, like, when my parents bought us a game, like, that was the only game they were buying us for, like, the next six months. So, like, <laughs> yeah. we just had to play what we had, you know. Absolutely. So, but, but yeah, I, we, we always had a good time with that one. Cool. Well, good deal. Up next, um, again... Trying to stick with ones that maybe everybody hasn't, you know, of course, the big ones everybody can rattle off. But mm-hmm. um, I would throw out there uh, probably one that most people um, may not have but isn't crazy difficult to get a hold of. And that would be Crisis Force uh, on the Famicom. Mm. Uh, yes. Crisis Force is a Konami shooter that came out later uh, in the Famicom's lifespan, so mm-hmm. it had time to learn from, uh, you know, the Gradius, the Life Force, uh, you know, the Twin B games, everything that Konami had kind of put together. Um, and I'm going to guess, although I don't know that it's maybe based around some sort of anime, because it has sort of some of that in like the intro. In the end, like these two, this girl and this boy that pilot these ships. Um, but, you know, it's not very complicated, right? Fly no. your ships to kill the bad guys. But kind of the neat mechanic about this is that, you know, of course, you can both fly, you know, your own separate ships. And you have, uh, you know, pretty standard power-up system. So, of course, the more power-ups you collect, the more powerful your weapons become. And there are basically two different versions of weapons. There's like the blue and the red. Um, and one of them has a certain kind of shot pattern and the other one has, of course, a different kind of, of shot pattern. So there are times definitely when it's more advantageous to have one type um, versus the other. And you also have the option to change the configuration of your ship with one of your buttons. So... Uh, you can change the directions in which you're firing or the way that you're firing. So, for example, uh, one shot might be, you know, straight on and then you switch configurations and it'll be straight and then to the side. And another one's kind of straight and then like back to, at an angle. And, of course, as you get more powerful, these these work better. There's, of course, bombs 
uh, which is pretty typical of shooters uh, mm-hmm. like this. So, you know, you get into trouble, you just bomb the screen. And there's also a pretty unique mechanic in which you can combine. Um, so you pick up power-ups. Each player can pick them up, and it has like a little counter at the bottom. And these are special power-ups that you can use for combining and teaming up. And once you have enough of these, whenever the players touch their ships together, um, and it doesn't matter who does, you know, either side can touch the other one, because like a red ship and a blue ship, they combine to make like a mega ship. And <laughs> it's kind of interesting how this works, because what happens is one person will be in control of flying the ship, and the other person is in control of the shots, and they can choose which direction to shoot in. And it has a little power gauge that that counts down. Uh, and it's going to run out itself because it's way overpowered. But if you take hits in that version, you also will power down more quickly. It runs the gauge out or the number out faster. So um, you kind of try to save it for when you need it. But it's difficult because at the same time you're shooting, you're flying around the screen trying to pick power-ups and everything else. So occasionally when you don't mean to, you're going to run into your partner, which you know kind of uses up your special power. So it's this whole dynamic between I have to watch what I'm shooting and watch out not to get shot. I have to collect the power-ups. I have to switch the configuration of my ship shots for whatever is necessary at the moment. And either I have to choose to or try to avoid running into my co-op buddy uh, that I'm playing the game with. Um, So, you know, it's not the hardest shooter. I mean, like when Krabby came, um, before we came down to Bills, I I said, you got to play Crisis Force. We plugged it in, we beat it. You know what I mean? It's not... And dif- uh, impossibly hard or anything. Uh, I'd say, you know, definitely easier with two people. Most of those games are. Uh, limited continues, so you just can't just do it forever um, to some degree. And it's just a great game. Just a lot of polish, fantastic music. Uh, how on earth we never got this here is beyond me. Um, obviously later in the lifespan, but fantastic title. Uh, that's for sure. So that's Crisis Force. Um, either of you two familiarity with Crisis Force? I own the game. Um, I have never co-opted it before, so I'm, oh. that's that's really awesome. That you know, um, that you, what you were talking about. I had no idea that you could co-opt that game uh, like that. So so that's really cool. I'll have to check that out because I, I do own the game, and um, it, it's a great shooter. So. Yeah, it takes everything that was fun about two-player life force uh-huh. and amps it up to a different degree. So um, it can create some tension in special ways. Um, and when your plan works out, it's tons of fun. So. Yeah. Not, not the cheapest Famicom game to come across, but it's not excessively expensive either. No. So. Uh, not even con- compared to a lot of NES carts. It's right, not that expensive. Right. Um Speak, speaking of uh, you and Krabby playing that, did um, did this by chance convince him that he needed to start buying Famicom carts? Because I know not only – and some people may not know this, but other than his download content stance, he actually has <laughs> one with Famicom games as well. So I, I will actually tease him and send him Famicom carts every once in a while. <laughs> Well, he I has, didn't know that one. Yeah. He has a Famicom and a disc system. Does he really? So, yeah. 
Yeah, he just, I, I think he doesn't really collect for it, though. But uh, No. You know, and I've always tried to convince him, you know, man, you need to play. Because, you know, he's got a complete licensed um, Nintendo set. And so I'm like, you need to start playing some games. You love it so much, you should, you know, definitely grab some Famicom cards. You know, some great games on that system. And you and I have talked about this uh, pretty in-depth, right, Duke? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I've made promises that we'll eventually do a Famicom show. <laughs> it's never going to happen. It'll happen. <laughs> I basically have to have a time where Bill and Krabby both tell me I can't do a show this month. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, when when that opportunity arises at some point, then we can, we'll pull it I, I off. Will, I will step up. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, I know you probably haven't played this one um just from the descriptions it sounded like something that would be up your alley or yeah i mean i do i do like shooters i do like shmups um i'm not great at them so like uh my problem is uh i'll i'll get really into them i'll get excited about them and then i'll play like the first uh, maybe i'll beat the first level and then i'll get destroyed in the second level and like i just don't have the patience to stay with it um like i used to um but uh like in the Dreamcast days, I got really into like Gigawing, and uh, uh, I wasn't very good at it. I just really liked it. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, no Crisis Force. Uh, um, I've heard of it. I don't own it. Um, I only have like three uh, Famicom cards, but I do have a Famicom, so it's uh, something that I would definitely uh, uh, look into uh, playing with somebody else, if nothing else, just for the help. Yeah, and I guess uh, the good news I'd say to you, as far as shooters go, definitely not the most difficult shooter. No. No, it's not. Um, most people can get pretty doggone far in it with little practice. Uh, beating it doesn't take all that much skill. I mean, it's not going to be a walk in the park, but, you know, two players together, not definitely not uh, too, too terribly difficult. Um, so good. All right. So let's get to round three. Round so, three. Rich, what do you got for round three? Okay, for my uh, third pick... I picked something, um, you can actually co-op this game, or you can play against each other, but I definitely prefer to co-op. Um, good friend of mine, uh, who was never, I never knew who was into video games, um, and he never played video games, never had a system, but when he would come over to my house, we would always play this game together, um, and this was, uh, Star Wars Battlefront on the PlayStation 2, Mm. so... What better time to mention it than uh, now with the new one coming out? Yeah, very right? much, right? Yeah, but uh, it's um, it, it's just such a great game, especially to co-op because um, for those, I, I'm sure a lot of people played the game, but for anyone who haven't who hasn't played the game, you basically um, you start out playing as like basically one of uh, maybe six standard stormtroopers. And uh, each one has different abilities. Some are just sort of, um, you know, your standard uh, uh, laser stormtroopers ground. Um, others are more sniper. Um, you can you can get into vehicles, um, and it's just a lot of fun. E- each side has. I think you start out with the same number. You'll start out with like two or three hundred troops, and you just basically go until you uh, you decimate the other side. It's a lot of fun. You feel like you're kind of turning the tide in the battle as you play, <laughs> and 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 I love that about the game, especially when you're doing it with a friend, you know, as you watch that counter. Now, Bill, aren't you a fan of these games? 
Yeah, Battlefront is fantastic, um, especially uh, Battlefront uh, uh, 2 on PS2. You like the second one better than the first one? That's the one that I played more of. Okay, okay. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I, you know, I had this, I've always had this thing about licensed games where, uh-huh. like, I guess there's just the stigma in the head where, like, they must not be any good and they're only putting it out to, like, you know, make some money with the movie. Yeah. So, w- whenever something comes out where people are like, no, 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 it's really good, like, you should really play it. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll play the next one, mm-hmm. you know, so... But yeah, I, I played I played more Battlefront too, and I was actually right. it was kind of when I was just getting into like PC shooters like Counter Strike right. and Quake Three and stuff. So I was waiting for like a PC version to happen. It just never did. Yeah, and, and it's and it's nice. I mean, I I like Battlefront two as well. Um, um, both both games are equally as good. Um, and, and I guess what I like about it is you you are you play as you don't play as some like decked out like superhero or some you know godly character you play as like a normal stormtrooper and you know you you take over and it's just it's i think that's the really cool thing you play as sort of the little man who 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 takes over the game and that's to me that's a lot of fun especially when you're doing with a buddy like on split screen but I, I love the sniper in that game. I'll, I'll just, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, you know, when you when you get to know the the different levels and the different boards, which are, um, you know, uh, basic, uh, you know, planets from you know Star Wars and a lot of the battles that actually take place in Star Wars, just on a, a grander scale, if you will, in this game. Uh, but once you once you learn the levels, you you definitely can figure out places where you can just like sit and snipe or do what you need to to really turn the tide or grab a vehicle. You know where they're placed, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Good deal. Um, I had never played any of the Battlefront Star Wars Battlefront games. I mean, I've seen uh-huh. a little bit about it. Um, should definitely pick up a copy on PS2 and check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I think you'd I think you'd be surprised. Because, well, because I think, yeah. like Bill said, you know, a lot of times, you know, when you know with Star Wars, especially when they put out games, um, you know, you just you never know what you're going to get. Sometimes you you'll find a gem, but a lot of times you'll you'll get something that's um, very disappointing. Well, Wait a minute, are you trying to tell me that Super Bomb Bad Racing is not a good game? Hey, I own it. I like it, actually. I think it's fun. Yeah, what what, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, when we got our PlayStation 1 for Christmas, we got three games with it. We got Final Fantasy VII, NHL 98, of course. and Star Wars Masters of Terras Kasi. <laughs> And that is the appropriate response to hearing that someone was given a copy of Star Wars Masters of Terras Kasi. How much, uh, yeah, I think you've mentioned this before. How much did you play, though? Because obviously it was your Christmas present, right? So I really liked the game for as long as it took me to realize that, like, it wasn't very good. Yeah, because you could be like Boba Fett fighting Princess Leia. And... I, I just thought it was cool that like you could just be Luke with a lightsaber and like you know like deflect like you know like laser shots and like do like this. Uh, he had this like dragon punch with the lightsaber. And, you know, <laughs> like I actually remember you know so, you know sometimes you really like a game, then come to find out everyone else in the world hates it. Yeah, like I liked it, but like I probably only played you know like uh, you know played it for a few weeks, but like you know. Once you start Final Fantasy VII, you know that's all you're playing for a little while. So I don't know if I ever really went back to it, but uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's I totally you know I, it does, whether it's deserved or not. I mean, there's been a billion Star Wars uh, 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 video games. Yeah. Um, 
a lot of them have been good. Um, you know, when you when you look at like Tie Fighter and X Wing and X Wing Alliance, all the shooters. Um, Dark Forces was good. Uh, Jedi Knight was good. Um, but you know, for as, as all the good ones there are, there's as many bad ones yep. like uh, Obi Wan and uh, you know just you know games that like you could tell were just kind of thrown out just to have something release you know around the time Episode Two did or around the time Episode Three did. So, um, but no, it's uh, Battlefront definitely. I mean. Uh, I've heard great things about one. I played more of two, and I think two was one of the first Xbox Live enabled games. Interesting. I think. I mean, don't quote me on that. Huh? I don't know. All right. Um, so, are you two hyped for the new Star Wars Battlefront game that's getting ready to come out? Well, I mean, you're talking to a guy that just bought an Xbox 360 today, so... <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that coming out on 360? Probably not. I'm excited to watch other people play it in videos. How does that sound? Okay, you're not going to go get a PS4 tomorrow, no, is that what you're saying? No, no, I'm not going to do that. But um, but from what I've seen from the trailers, I, even I remember when the trailer first came out, Bill and I went back and forth about how awesome it looked. I think I think we were alone in our love for that, but uh, that's true. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I I did get really excited. Now, Bill, is this a buyer for you? It's not, and it's but it's not for uh, you know lack of thinking that the game's going to be any good. I think the game's going to be great. I think that the way shooters have evolved in the last uh, fifteen years. Uh, it's gone in a direction that's, uh, it caters itself much more to not only like the hardcore shooter fan, mm-hmm. but it rewards the shooter fan that puts in the time. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah. and that's great. It's, it's, it's a mechanic, uh, or like a business mechanism that keeps people playing your game as long as possible. Um, but, uh, you know, like, I, you know, back in, you know, 20 years ago when you could just like load up a game of Counter Strike and, play counter-strike for you know a couple hours then you know that was it like it's not like that anymore like you start and you're like well why are my weapons bad yeah. oh you have to earn the oh, good yeah, weapons yeah. it's an investment why, why can't... Now. yeah it's and yeah. like destiny like even though the destiny has been upgraded to the point where like it's a much 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 better game than when it first came out i read a story about it that was like you know yeah it's better than when it first came out but every change they've made is designed for one reason to keep you playing Destiny longer, um, you know, more more microtransactions and more DLC purchases. So, uh, it's it's one of those things that like if there were you know a half dozen people that I knew who wanted to play you know some Battlefront, I could see myself picking it up and playing with those people. But uh, the fact that I don't have that core group of people to do that with, and I'm not a big fan of playing with uh, strangers, I'd much rather play with people I know. I I don't think it's a purchase for me, but I I'm gonna totally enjoy like a weekly video romp of like look at how good these <laughs> other people are at this game. Exactly. Yeah. And I think uh, actually didn't Krabby say that he would be down to play it if you were uh, wanted to, right, Bill? Which surprised me. Yeah, it it kind of surprised me too when he uh, uh when he made mention of that. So that was one of those things where it was like, well, hey, you know, if uh, if a half dozen uh, RF Gen people are all like, yo. Every Thursday at ten forty p.m. or whatever, you know, like uh, whatever it ends up being, um, uh, I, I think I could make it happen. But you know, uh, short of that, uh, you know, group of people, like you know, group of people that I know picking it up, it's not something that 
I'm like aching to play the way that I was aching to play Fallout or aching to play Batman before it came out. No, I totally get it. I totally get it. All right. Well, that's Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, Bill, round three? Yeah. Yeah, round three. So, uh, uh, so this, this was tricky. So, again, I was trying to come up with something that, you know, people wouldn't normally, you know, wouldn't normally pick. But I also wanted it to be couch co-op, so I didn't want it to be split screen. So that kind of, that really, really eliminates a lot of games. So I actually came up with... Uh, uh, there's three games, uh, uh, when I kind of narrowed it down, there's three games left. So I know I can only pick one of them. Uh, so I'm going to go with my heart on this one. Okay. Uh, this was, and this is a fantastic game. It's a remake of a game that was, uh, came out on the NES, another Capcom game. One of my favorite remakes of any, uh, 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 any game ever. All right. Bionic Commando rearmed. Okay, that's co-op. Yep, I did not know that. And no one knows it because it's only local co-op. Huh. So instead of doing it the other way, where you, oh you can do Xbox Live co-op, you can couch co-op Bionic Commando rearmed. You cannot online co-op it, and it is so good <clears throat> because because of the the level of control they give you uh, um you know in the in this uh, in rearmed as opposed to the original you can drop a level down like swing down from under a guy come up behind him you can grab him with your arm throw him and your co-op buddy can then like you know like either shoot him or be- like there's so many like combo attacks that you can figure out and it's not anything they teach you it's just okay well I have this arm I have these weapons I have my buddy like let's figure out how to do this um, but yeah, Bionic Commander Rearmed, besides the fact that the game is fantastic, uh, the, the music is, uh, uh, it's been redone, um, in like this kind of like new, uh, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. It's not like techno style, but it's kind of like electronic, uh, uh, sounding, uh, like remakes of the original, like, uh, Bionic Commando themes and music and stuff. Oh, yeah. They've kept some of the original text dialogue in there just for humor, uh, <laughs> Because some of it was just so, like, yeah, pretty bad, right? Yeah, it just didn't make any sense. Or like the localization department, you know, they only had a half hour to translate all the all the text. But uh, it's it's such a great. I remember this game came out. It, was, it came out on Xbox 360, and I think later PS PS3, I think, um, and then Steam uh, uh, also. But it was just so good. It was made by a company called uh, Grin. A uh, developer called Grin, who actually did the uh, Bionic Commando, like the full 3D remake as well, oh. or not remake the reboot, yeah, which wasn't nearly as well received, no, um, as Bionic Commando Rearmed. But uh, and I think Grin might have made one more game after that, and then they went under. Uh, and they had a, the creepiest logo ever. It was like just a weird tooth smile, like with no <laughs> mouth, just the teeth, with like a gold tooth on it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. How do you explain Bionic Commando to someone who's never played it? You're, you're a dude, and you have, like, a claw arm. And your name is Rad. <laughs> Rad. And you can't jump. <laughs> can't jump. So all, the only means of conveyance you have are walking and your claw. Right. So you can swing. So you can you can fire your claw at 45-degree angle uh, upwards um, or straight up or straight forward. So if you shoot it straight forward, you can pick up, uh, you know, it's almost like a boomerang like in Zelda. You can pick up, uh, like, uh, power-ups and, uh, like, weapons and ammo, I think. And then once your 
claw is strong enough in the reboot, you can grab enemies and then throw them. You can also grab barrels and throw them, um, which is a really cool mechanic in boss fights because as stuff is coming at you, you're kind of catching it with your arm and, you know, kind of uh, redistributing it back to the enemies. Um, and that's basically it. So you make your way through, uh, uh, there's like this kind of big overworld map where there's, you're in enemy territory and there's like helicopters and there's transports and trucks and people are kind of looking around for you. So you're trying to avoid those things if you can. Um, but, uh, you're trying to make your way through, um, Mecha Hitler's, uh, <laughs> uh, army. Um, they really rebranded, uh, uh, Mecha Hitler in the, uh, uh, in the reboot in the original. Um, I, it was, I don't know if you'd say it was more subtle. One that like, what was his name? Like Master D or something like that, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. In the original one? Yeah. Well, the Famicom. Obviously, it was Hitler. Yeah. Well, the Famicom version, actually, the original, actually used the name in the title. Um, and we that didn't makes do that. That's right. Yeah. They were allied. Yeah. They were allied with Hitler, so they could do that. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, it's, um, I mean, it's, if you don't, obviously, if you haven't played the NES uh, original, um, it is a fantastic game. I don't think it's terribly expensive if you're just no. looking for a cart. Um, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, and it's pretty common. You, yeah. you find it pretty much, uh, uh, pretty much everywhere. Um, and, uh, it's just a really, really cool, interesting take on, you know, a game where like you have to traverse and do all this platforming, but you can't jump. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, it's really, really, really cool. Um, the remake is called Bionic Commando Rearmed. I don't believe it ever got a physical release on anything. Um, so you will have to, uh, uh, download it, um, whether it's, uh, Xbox Live, PSN, or Steam. Um, and if you're into this kind of thing, like a lot of people, I guess, like challenge rooms, um, they have kind of like a Metal Gear Solid VR missions, uh, type deal where there's like hundreds of, uh, VR challenges where you have to complete them in a certain amount of time or like, you know, by spending, expending a certain number of bullets and they start off, you know, easy ish and they end up near impossible <laughs> um so if you're the kind of person who likes to kind of like uh you know play a game into the ground like my, my father-in-law he likes to uh, uh explore like every single piece of it, every game to you know kind of feel like he's he's gotten all of its worth from it um there's a lot to explore like a lot of unlockables a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff but the co-op is something that no one ever talks about because it's only local and i highly recommend it yeah, so are you basically just, uh, the second player is just a doppelganger of the first? Correct, yeah. So it's not another, another, you know, not an expanded story. It's not like, you know, your brother or anything. It's just all, all the cutscenes still only show one of you. There's like these little, like, comic book style cutscenes where, like, they're, like, barely animated. It's like, you know, just kind of showing you, uh, you know, like, what the, the kind of story up to the point is but yeah you start in the uh in the game and it's just a second guy so is your name still rad in the in the reboot i don't remember them ever making mention of the name to tell you the truth <laughs> are you still going to find uh super joe <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's one of the one that's like no spoilers or anything but that's one of the jokes that they keep going oh okay in the, uh, gotcha. in the reboot they they don't they don't let you uh uh forget uh what the uh the what do you call it the localization used to look like (laughs) well that's good i always i mean i i obviously love the original bionic commando um i had that one as a kid played it to death 
um, like crazy. Cause it was always awesome. You'd put the time in just because you get to see Hitler's head explode every time you won. Yeah. <laughs> but that made everything worth it right there. As a kid, you were like, oh, my God. Yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> And you should, like, you tell your friends that, like, no, it didn't. And then you'd show them, like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, and I got and I got to tell you, I know it's it's neither here nor there as far as the game goes, but it is one of my favorite all-time game trailers. Is the I don't know if it was the announcement for the game or if it was just the trailer for the game, because the trailer for the game starts with footage from the original and with the music from the original. And... Uh, it's like a hundred percent ape it music, and then like it just fades into both the visuals of the new one and the music for the new one. And it was like oh, so. It was it's so well done. It's 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 it's. I know it sounds geeky. It's a trailer that I still will just like. I'll think of, and I'll just go back and just watch that trailer on YouTube again. And it's just it's a goosebumpy trailer for me, and it's. Uh, I still remember like showing everyone that I knew like that the day that I saw that trailer. Like I need to show you something right now. Isn't it great when you get excited about something? It's oh it man, is. so so good. But it was like I know you guys know the music and everything, but like you're you're it's it's video for the original. It's like da 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 da. Yep, yep. And then it starts morphing, and it's like it become. It's got like a like again like electronics. So it's like boom, 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 and it's so good. Uh, I really want everyone to play it. Now Bill's gonna have to listen to the soundtrack before he goes to bed. <laughs> I'm I'm doing it right now. I'm like I'm I'm queuing it up for after the recording. I have to I have to see it. Oh, fantastic. Um, Rich, you've got a 360 and a PS3. Any interest? Uh, eh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. You know, I was, I remember Bionic Commando really well when it came out, but I was, I was never very good at the game. I I don't know. It's hard. It it is. And and it's so frustrating, the ability to not be able to jump, or inability to jump, it was, I don't know. It was one of those that was so frustrating. I, I, I was never able to beat that game. It's one that's on my list of games I want to, want to go back and beat, so... That that would probably be a great ha- playthrough. Yeah. yeah, it'd be cool. And I have to tell you, I don't know if I'm alone in this, but I became much better at the NES version after playing Rearmed uh-huh. for the simple. I could have probably read the manual of the first game, but during the tutorial on Rearmed, it's like if you press no button and press your like you know your bionic arm button, it goes 45 degrees. And I'm thinking. I'm so stupid. I was always trying to point <laughs> up 45 degrees. So now by just not even doing that, I got so much better at the original. I'm and, sure. Uh, I actually did go back and play the original uh, uh, all the way through after uh, beating Rearm, which I had never beat the original years ago. I just played a lot of it. Well, Rich, I know you're not going to believe this, but at the end... You shoot Hitler and his head it explodes. <laughs> That's a rumor. I don't believe it. I've seen it. it <laughs> I don't believe it. No. All right. So winding it down, then I guess the last slot is left for me, and I'm going to go with something a little more modern and something that I think definitely hits the couch co-op spot. Um, we all know it because we recently went through it. Uh, it was tough for me to pick the exact one to put in here. But I'm just going to go with the Jackbox. 
yes. party Ooh. games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I really almost wanted to say just Quiplash, but when yeah. you can get Fibbage and Drawful, and, you know, to some degree, you don't know Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just, quite honestly, that is pure couch co-op. Uh, I, I mean, especially um, just just fun, right? I mean, I guess maybe you want to say in the – you could maybe say this is competition, but I don't even think anybody cares who won, really. No, Nobody cares who no, won. That's totally secondary. It's funny. Um, we, As you mentioned, we, we played that at a Retro World Expo at Bill's Place, and it was one of the first things we did together as a group. And it was, it, it was awesome because, I mean – not only was it fun, but it was a great icebreaker for a bunch oh, of people yeah. that didn't, you know, know each other. And um, I, I think it just kind of helped in that experience, you know, and helped us kind of gel. Um, but um, I came home, and um, as you guys told me it was available on PS3. I'm sitting there, and we have some friends over, and I'm like, I'm downloading this game for us to play. And they're like, <laughs> okay, okay, you know. And, and my wife, she's skeptical, you know, because my uh-huh. wife's not a gamer, you know. And... Uh-huh. Uh, and I get the to the download screen. It's like twenty five bucks, and like mm-hmm. I'm eye to eye with my wife, right? You know, like I'm having to spend this twenty five dollars on a game in front of my wife, you know. And she's gonna roll her eyes the whole time, right? Exactly. And I'm like, look, it's a lot of fun, you know. Her parents they like to play games and stuff, and they we play a similar game, um, sort of with a a, a dictionary we, where we like make up words and things like that when they come over it's like this is perfect everyone has a cell phone we can play this you know thanksgiving a year from now with them right and and, you know they'll enjoy it we'll have friends and you know since we've downloaded it we've had various friends who will come into town and stay with us and we've we've played it with like three different groups of friends already and yeah uh, because it's like the perfect party game everybody loves it you know and you know drawful people love drawful you know so, yeah, except when you get the one cheater that has like the iPad. <laughs> oh, right. My wife is so good at that. I mean, she has like she she draws so well from her cell phone. It's it's really? amazing. Yeah. Does she have like one of the big phones? Yeah, it, larger, but not like the biggest. No. So ah, uh, I got you. Are you still rocking like the, the iPhone three or whatever? I, I am. It's just shattered. Yeah, I'm supposed to get a new one this week, but yeah. <laughs> Are you going with a six uh, S or like or the plus? No, I'm probably not going to go iPhone. I'm probably going to go. You're going to get a crappy phone. Probably get a Droid. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, I we talked about it. I think a little bit in the last show. But I mean, if you don't know the Jackbox Party Pack, and they have Party Pack Two now. Party Pack Um, Two just came out. I don't know what's in it. I wonder if it's good. The Fibbage XL is in there, or something like, uh, or something like that. Uh, Again, more games. Probably like Party Pack. You probably play a couple on Mm -hmm. a regular basis, but doesn't matter for the price. Who cares? But you get like five games for twenty five dollars or whatever. It's like five bucks a game. Um, You got you don't know Jack, which everybody probably these days knows what you don't know Jack is. Uh, but like the big catch with all is like like Rich is saying is that all you need is a, f- a smartphone. That's mm-hmm. it, or an iPad, or it's something amazing like technology. That. I mean, it's so awesome. Yeah, so do that. Anybody can play this thing, and that's why I even like my mother. I'm like trying to. She's you know, it's my mother. She doesn't play games, but I'm like, no, trust me, we'll play. It's like, uh, and I tr- we had tons, of course, tons of fun yep. as soon as we play. 
But everybody knows how to use their phone. It's not tricky. There's no magic to it. So, you know, you don't know Jack game style, game show style thing. A lot of fun, pre-built questions. Uh, but probably, I mean, I think some of the most fun is probably from um, Fibbage and Drawful, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are my two yeah, favorites. definitely. So Fibbage is, um, we're going to ask a question. Um, you have to come up with a lie for the answer, and the real answer will be in there as well. And then after everyone comes up with their lies, it's there on the screen. You don't know whose is whose, and you have to pick which one you think is the truth. Or if you're having fun, a lot of times you just pick the one you think is the funniest. Uh, and you get points. So if somebody picks your lie, you get points. If you pick the right one, you get points. But again, most of the time it's just the hilarity. It's who cares about the points at right. the end too much. I mean, you just kind of goof off with it, but who cares? Uh, and drawful is they on your screen it will say draw this. And you don't, I mean, you just have your cell phone. It's difficult probably to be Picasso for most of us to draw a picture on your cell phone. And then it comes up on the screen later and it'll just show the picture. And everybody has to put in what that's a picture of. And the same sort of thing, right? Everybody picks, so this is the right answer, or you try to fool people. Yeah. Yeah. And let's just um, say too that like the things that it asks you to draw, there it's not like, hey, you know, draw a giraffe. I mean it's right. not like yeah. it's like it's like uh draw an elephant taking a bath in acid rain you know i mean it, it's yeah. just the most like insane stuff you know and it's a, it's a lot of fun it's great and some of them uh probably purposefully meant to be a little naughty sure. right so Absolutely. that's fun nothing wrong with that it's like you're playing the uh company of adults but uh probably nothing where if you had younger people playing you don't have to be naughty right no, no. You, you don't have you to don't go have that to. way if you don't want to, but it usually you know, turns that way. Of course it does, right? Because <laughs> after five seconds, again, like you said, it's an icebreaker. The inhibitions go away. Everybody just just silly and laughing, yeah. and you're kind of like kids again, right? Yeah. By the by, the third game, everyone has a dong as an avatar. So <laughs> <laughs> everybody's snickering yeah, at everything, yeah. and you're just having a ton of fun with it. Probably alcohol doesn't hurt. <laughs> but you know it is not required not required uh but yeah it's you know you can find it i probably on pc i'm gonna guess as well mm-hmm. um modern consoles the last gen consoles um just fantastic no physical version you're gonna have to download it if you want to play it um but just tons of fun party games i think they just released um I think I saw that they did release a physical version. Did they I could really? Be wrong. I could be wrong. I thought I saw that on the website. Oh, I, I was not aware of that. That's pretty interesting. But yeah, um, check that out. Yeah, after play. I mean, I've gone on enough about it. You mean you guys can give your two cents? Yeah. Well, it's oh it's on great. The, uh, the the Jackbox. Yeah. I you know I'd never play besides you don't know Jack, which I think everybody's played. I'd never you know played. Uh, any of the other little games that uh, were on there, and uh, when you first showed up, I mean that was your uh, uh, your whole. Uh, hey, let me log into my account real quick, and I'll just download these games, and then we'll play them for three days. <laughs> so uh, uh, it's like, all right, I guess. And it's like your phone's a controller. Okay, well I'll go to this. You know, I guess I'll go to the website. It tells me on the thing, and I had the advantage uh, uh, over Rich in that uh, when my wife was presented with like, hey, should we buy the Jackbox for 20 or $25? She had played a little bit uh, already. So uh, um, as the, the, I remember the, uh, when my wife started laughing 
I was like, okay, I think I got her. <laughs> yeah. And then like she started laughing more, and I was like, all right, yeah, she's in. And I and then after everybody left, she said to me, "When do you think we can have your sister and Mike over so we can play uh, play more of that?" But yeah, it's totally uh, and the uh, I mean, like any party game, like because me, Duke, and Krabby uh, uh, played it with just like the three of us, um, and then it was like, uh, like it's all right. You have like you know. You have two answers that are real, and then you have one that's like the fake one or whatever. Like once yeah. you get eight people in a room, it's a it's a completely different uh, uh, experience. And there's a lot of silly drawings, a lot of inappropriate drawings, a lot of uh, themes uh, uh, start repeating, <laughs> and just like the crap that like we've like made fun of each other for like over the past two days. Like those answers like sneak their way in there, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty it's, sure the answer was 32x games a few times. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was 32x games, and it was a uh, 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 retro uh, retro world expo where tickets are still available. <laughs> <laughs> wink, 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 wink. <laughs> It was it was just a lot of fun, and uh, some of the drawings, some of the stuff uh, everyone came up with, and just like it's still kind of surreal to me, like just like sitting on my chair and just looking to the right and seeing like a dozen RF Gen uh, uh, people sitting in my uh, living room. It was still pretty crazy. Yeah, a lot of fun. Like you say, bigger crowd the better. Absolutely, um, De- uh, definitely. Yeah. They'll make but up man. some answers for you though to give you more options. Um, for some of the games, except the drawing game, uh, but uh, but yeah, and you know it's yeah. much better with at least I mean, six. Yeah, no, I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, we know what I mentioned. Uh, what I uh, I was just thinking when you said that is, so it's like people would like come up with the same answer. Uh-huh. Yep. So it would like the uh, like uh, if you're supposed to, you know, if a drawing comes up and you're supposed to like name the drawing to kind of like you know draw people to uh, to draw, you know, pick your answer, like it, it'll it'll be this completely random thing, and two or three people in the room will all say, "Oh, that's what this is," <laughs> and it's not true, <laughs> but three people all said it. So like the 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 uh, system will have to like create dummy answers just to like replace. Uh, you know, like one of the empty spots, so it wouldn't be like an empty answer spot. And uh, then some people will pick that computer-generated like nonsense dummy answer, and it's like, how bad did that drawing have to be? <laughs> or, or uh, sometimes you'll actually get it right, and if you get it yeah. right when you're typing it in, it will just tell you you got it right, but you have to pick something else. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it does give you an advantage because you know what to pick, right? It doesn't, yeah, right. you know, every once in a while you get lucky. Yeah, and yeah, then once it's over, you're like, well, I got this in the bag. Like, me and whoever else gets it. Yeah, and just every time somebody picks your thing, you're like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yep. I mean? And it's a quick, it's I, a quick like, game, I, too. Very. Yeah. Yeah. I started to find I was really bad at it because, like, no one was picking my stuff and I wasn't picking anyone else's stuff. And, like, because at first I was just trying to make the funny answer and then I was like oh I should probably try to get people to pick my answer so I, I wasn't very good at, at like the at uh, coming up with uh, stuff to draw people into my traps at first but like that's a skill that you get after you play it a little bit more but I'll be quite honest sometimes I enjoy more of the humor than I do trying to win you know what I mean totally yeah yeah. I'd rather have a good laugh than I don't give a crap if I win you know what I mean no. and how many times and did I, I gotta hear- tell you yeah. 
Oh no! I was, I was just gonna say about the sound effects when yeah. you choose. <laughs> 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 third. Put your name in third. Yeah. <laughs> because the sound effect, it's the same order each time. So like the first person will always get like a bell, and the second person will always get like you know like someone stepping on a duck, and the third players. <laughs> Uh, so so then once everyone realized that the third player was a fart sound <laughs> one person would like join the game and everyone is sitting in the lobby waiting for that second <laughs> person to join so then they can hit join 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 and I got it the uh, uh, and then the fart happened and then it said wild bill 52 and everyone's like oh I wanted the fart <laughs> and it was funny we were playing like every single time I made the fart noise Bill's face just lit up <laughs> <laughs> oh, they read me like a book. <laughs> it's funny. It's one of those games where, like, we were we were up past three a.m. like the first night playing this game. It's oh, like, oh, yeah. let's, you guys want to play one more? And everybody's like, okay. <laughs> you guys want to play yeah. one more? Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. you keep saying it over <laughs> and over again, and it just it never got old. It was it was great. Yeah. I, I wanted to keep playing, and I was like, I have to be up in, like, three. I really have to go to bed. And then I went to bed, and I heard another round being played in the other room. And I was like, oh, they're having so much fun still. <laughs> I know. What was it? I mean, I after that, Rich went and bought it, and I don't remember. I was somewhere else. <laughs> oh, this is great. I, yeah, great story. Yeah, and so Rich sends a picture in like group me or something <laughs> of, of the screen him, to let you guys know we were playing and like oh i'm playing whatever like fibbage or whatever and so just like instantly i go to the website put the code in <laughs> and, he, and <laughs> he's dropped into the game yeah and he's playing it he's playing against us and my friends are sitting there like who the hell is that i said you should have never given me the code <laughs> i know I said, I, I said, i'm pretty sure it's my buddy duke but i'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure i think we might be hacked yeah, it was that's great. Good. That's and that's the great thing about it. I mean, you don't have to be a couch. Um, if somebody has the code, that even if they can't see the game screen from your Xbox server, everything is on the phone. Yeah. So I mean, it's not as much fun as being together in a group, I think. But I mean, yeah. it's it's it, you can still do it. It's still kind of fun. And I've even seen like some people will run games on Twitch. So if you want to try it out, go to Twitch. You don't need to buy the game. You can just put the code in right off Twitch, join in, play a few rounds, see if you like it. I mean, not gonna cost you a cent. Um, mm. But yeah, it was, it's a lot of fun. You guys should. Um, I would also give an honorable mention, of course, to Quiplash, which kind of fits in, right? Yeah, it's kind yeah. of the same sort of stuff. But that's good. Um, any other real quick, just honorable mentions, just things you need to chuck in there, but we we're not gonna tear apart. Sure, sure. Okay, I can, I can throw in a few. Um, All right. One game, and we're actually playing it uh, in December, Rolling Thunder 2. It's the only Rolling Thunder game out of the three that actually has a co-op, which is pretty cool, and I love those games. Um, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers on the Nintendo has a co-op mode. Nice. You nice. can hit each other in the head and make each other dizzy. Um, uh, Goof Troop <laughs> on the Super Nintendo is a great game for co-op. A lot of fun. And um, there's actually a game on the PS2 called uh, Adventures of Cookies and Cream, which I just picked <laughs> up. That's uh, it's a really fun game. You play side by side, puzzle game, and uh, you help each other out through the game. Pretty neat. There you go. Yep, that's it. Bill, any other quick honorable mentions you want to throw in? 
Uh, yeah, uh, just a few. Um, I had mentioned Left 4 Dead before. Um, it is uh, one of the best uh, co-op games that I've played. It just wasn't you know a great couch co-op candidate. Um, but the other ones I haven't mentioned yet are two for the Xbox 360 that are extremely cheap, and a lot of people had them. Uh, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. Um, Ultimate Alliance 1 and Ultimate Alliance 2. Um, they're very much uh, like Gauntlet, but with Marvel characters and uh, with level-ups and char- character tracking. And then there's one that probably a lot of people haven't played, um, Hunter the Reckoning. Uh-uh. If you guys remember that one, it was a little nothing, uh, uh, you know, again, like a gauntlet style, uh, uh, you know, game where the leveling and, you know, kind of like, uh, um, it, it's, it probably would take longer to get into than it's worth, but, uh, it's just this crappy little game that came out that it just, like, struck a chord with me. And it, it, I really, really liked it a lot. And, um, it's cheap as anything. It's probably a mediocre game, but it's just one of those things that I just played a ton with like uh, a couple of guys uh, in the dorm room uh, way back when. So, Hunter the Reckoning. It did get a sequel. I don't know what it was called because I didn't play it. But Hunter the Reckoning for uh, uh, Xbox 360 is uh, uh, worth a look. Cool. I've just got a couple quick ones I'm going to throw in there. Uh, one of them is uh, the arcade version of the Ninja Warriors. Awesome. I've talked about it before. It's two-player, simultaneous yeah, co-op. the arcade's amazing. It's an amazing arcade game. Um, really worth playing. Um, and then the other one I would probably throw in there is just the original Mario Brothers. Simple, fun, good co-op game. And uh, if you don't yeah. like each other, you can be a little mean at the same time, right? Sure. Bump your friend into a bad guy. Sorry about you. Yeah. And um, I just want to mention something else really quick, if I could. Um Ironically, um, one of our RF Generation members, I don't know if you saw the post that went up, but one of our RF Generation uh, writers, uh, Slacker, put up a um, a post about Thanksgiving and games that you could co-op, couch co-op, uh, with people who come over for Thanksgiving. And he's got a huge list of games over various uh, systems. And, um, um, of course, by the time this episode comes out, you'll have to scroll back through our backlog a little bit to find it. Uh, but uh, if you just look for um, the article that came out on November 21st, um, and the guy's name who wrote it is Slacker, um, there's a great list of games there, RF Generation. Fantastic. No, I haven't even seen that one yeah, yet. It came so up I've, today. I've been very so busy. Ironic. So. Yeah. Everybody's like-minded, right? Absolutely. It's the holidays. So thanks, everybody, for joining us on another episode of the RF Generation Collector Cast. A couple quick things I want to say, wrapping this up. Um, I want to say thank you to Shaggy from RFGeneration.com, one of our uh, friends that decided to make a donation to the show, which we always appreciate. It's very kind. Uh, Obviously, don't. Don't uh, go out of our way to ask for money, but um, all donations are appreciated. I will mention, if you would like to donate, I mean, we, we definitely appreciate that money just goes into paying for the show. Um, you can go to our, our site at collectorcast.com. There is a PayPal donate button right there on the page. So easy. You, you want to give a dollar? You want to give two dollars? You want to give more than that? That's fine. We appreciate literally anything. Um, 
sometimes it's just nice for someone. It's a way to say thanks, and, and we appreciate that. Um, if you don't want to send us any money, we still love you anyway. And you can just uh, talk to us on social media, right? So, uh, Bill, where can people find us? Facebook.com. That is a website where you can go and look for the Collector Cast. <laughs> that is true. Um, you can also find us on Twitter, right? At Collector Cast. Um, if, I'm going to guess probably even Rich knows a little of this. Rich, if you want to find our show, you know some places you could find it? I believe you guys are on Stitcher as well. We are on Stitcher. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, YouTube, which you guys are on YouTube too, right? Yep. Absolutely. Get shows on YouTube. Um, you can find us, of course, on iTunes. Um, Podomatic is where we're at. If you get the Podomatic app, we've had more and more listeners getting to us on the Podomatic app. So that's always cool to see. Uh, Podcast Pickle, sadly, is no more. And I learned that Microsoft killed Zune. (laughs) So. I really have yeah. no idea if we're on Windows devices anymore, like Windows Phone. I'll have to find out from someone, and I'll probably have to try to get us back on their marketplace. <laughs> so, thanks, Microsoft. Yeah, my father-in-law has a Windows Phone, and I'm pretty sure he listens to the show, so I'll have to ask him how he gets it. Yeah, or whatever your favorite um, application is, right? You can just get our RSS feed over on CollectorCast.com. So... Bill, thank you very much. I know you've been really busy lately. It's wonderful to speak to you again. No, yeah, it's great to be back. Um, Rich, thank you very much for deciding to hop on and uh, and kind of fill Krabby's shoes for a few minutes. I uh, appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, nice to talk to you guys again since uh, we were in Connecticut. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, love to see you guys again as soon as possible. And... Uh, love to see any of our friends that listen to the show. So, um, you know, conventions will be coming around again next year. We'll let you know if we're going to be at any of them. I'm hopefully going to try to hit Midwest Gaming Classic again. But, hey, we'll chit-chat about that uh, when the time comes. So I hope everyone has uh, a wonderful set of holidays, and we will catch up with you soon.